Blog Talk Radio.
Okay, family and friends of Five Smooth Stone, I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. How's everybody doing tonight? I want to say shalom, peace to all those Hebrew Israelites listening tonight. And if you don't know what that means, just hello, greetings. Again, I want to thank everyone for being on time to this show tonight. And we're looking have a lot lined up for you. Have a lot lined up for you. Um, I want to also, before I say another, before I go another further, is remind my guests, if you're going to be on the show tonight, if you are a guest on the show tonight, please press 1. Uh, to all the guests that's going to be on the show tonight, and we do have a nice little panel, please press one where I'll know who you are. Um, tonight, folks, tonight is going to be one of those shows where we are uh, asking the callers to really, really, really be prayerful with us, those that are listening to the show, because this is a very serious, serious show tonight. I do a lot of shows on all kind of stuff we talk about, all kind of stuff, over 360 shows now. But tonight is probably one of the most important shows we ever did, because we're talking about hate. We're talking about as the Father performs Ezekiel 37, the valley of the dry bones are beginning to come together, taking on skin, and the wind is beating on the bones, and the Father is getting ready, and he is is resurrecting his bloodline Israelites. Now, keep in mind, yes, we do know. He's all about the spiritual Jew. He is all about those that have a circumcision of the heart, those that are sold out to him, those that are truly seeking him. It's always been about that, even before Abraham. So he always pursued. That is the true Jew, as you, if you know the scriptures. It's another story. Well, there is this uh, uprising. There is this, is that the word I want to use? There is this new hate among African-Americans, something we don't normally do. Normally we're not out on the streets chanting, uh, spitting out hatred, uh, disrespecting anybody. The African-American, as long as he has been in this country, has always been respectful, has always been that type of uh, individual uh, as a nation that we just always respected people. Now, if we did do harm, as Farrakhan said so brilliantly, it's going to be to each other. But for the most part, for the stranger among us, or those that are not uh, so-called African-American, we have always, as a people, been the most loving, forgiving, patient people. Okay? And I don't think those are weak attributes at all. Well, as the Father resurrects his once chosen people, the greatest nation that have ever set foot on the planet, Israel, as he goes to resurrect this natural valley of dry bones, and we begin to find out why we are in America in the first place. We begin to understand why our houses are led by women. We begin to understand, understand why we can't seem to rise as a nation, not knowing or learning, rather, that he said, Israel, Amos 3 and 2, of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. Therefore, I will punish you for all your transgressions. So, in other scriptures that talk about how he would not allow Israel as a nation to rise because this nation is the apple of his eye. 
this nation is the only nation he really knew intimately. So he said, you are my eldest son. And for that reason, you will not be able to rise until you turn to me as a nation. And he named all types of prophecies. I counted over 3,300 prophecies that fit us. He said, this is what happened to you, and that will happen to you, and this will happen to you, and that will happen to you if you disobey, if you not keep my commandments. So fast forward. I think that was on in Moab. Moshe or Moses delivered that to the Israelites, saying you would not be able to rise. <laughs> You'll be taken back to Egypt. Your men would not father their children. And there's hundreds of other scriptures we won't get into right now. Tonight is not a time to prove Israel. Tonight is a show for those of you that have witnessed us so-called Hebrew Israelites misbehaving. Not the ones that has been behaving as millions and millions of Hebrew Israelites all over the world. We've been scattered to the four corners. And most of us acting like we got some sense. Most of us is embracing the Messiah. Most of us is 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 trying to keep his laws. Most of us is understanding the righteousness is a gift that we cannot be righteous in our own efforts, that we need the Messiah. Most of us, most of us, but there is a handful of us that is getting all of the tension spewing hate, saying things like white man cannot be saved, white man is Esau, white man is the devil, and we're talking about separatism, separating, uh, um, you know, we don't want, and in, 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 in like Israel was so commanded to do with the stranger, be a lover of the stranger, love the stranger, one scripture say, as your own. We're not doing it to the stranger. We're out there calling him all types of names and mistreating him in front of his kids in the streets of New York. Millions of people is beholding this. If you type in Hebrew Israelite or black Hebrews, you're going to find these folks, and they are getting all of the attention. And so what happens to that believer that's so-called Christian in these churches when they, when they do their research? Because they're, they're, they're looking and they see this behavior, they don't want no part of it. Because one of the pillars of our faith is love. We're supposed to believe in the Father. It's faith. It's faith. It's a hard thing. It's faith and it's love. These are two of the main things. Because if you love, the Bible says you keep the commandments. If you're walking in true love, and you love the Father with all the heart that's all in my mind, in your mind, my in your neighbor. I'm talking fast here, but y'all know what I'm talking about. If you love in two entities, the Father with everything you got, and your neighbor with everything you got, folks, that's you go, you're gonna you're gonna fulfill all those laws. I know some of y'all got some questions on that. So anyway, let's do this. And again, before I'm moving a little too fast, I'm just going to just thank uh, my Bloodline family because they have been following me dearly, and I want to uh, acknowledge them. We have 3,000 people in our family in 15 states, and they have been really supporting this network called Five Smooth Stone, as well as those of you who have been following me since 2011. I really appreciate it, and I thank you dearly. Um, the chat room wasn't open. It is now open uh, right now. I do apologize for that, so if y'all want to go in there and start the chatting, 
just be respectful, just be respectful, especially tonight. Uh, invited a lot of groups. Uh, hopefully they'll join us tonight, and uh, we should have a very good night. Folks, before I bring on the guests, i got to say one more thing, and that is this. The goal of the show tonight is very simple. It's very simple. It's a couple of goals we want to reach. We want to encourage those Israelites that's out there doing the right thing, that is, number one, speaking, preaching, acting love, uh, demonstrating love towards all people. To the Jew first, I will agree. To the Israelites first, I will agree. But then, but then, to all nations. We want to encourage you tonight. This show is want to be an encouragement because I know a lot of you have been seeing these folks on the Internet, and you are pissed. You don't have we want to own up to them. You don't want to be associated with them. I know I don't. I have worked too far in my years as a believer to, to, to come to uh, hate. And so when I when I say I'm a Hebrew Israelite or I'm an Israelite and someone starts associating with these, 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 these deceived folks on the Internet, it bothers me. So tonight... One of our goals is to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing, keep sharing with your loved ones. And, yes, the stranger, who we are, whose we are, what the Father is, how the Father loves and wants them before him in love blameless, as the scriptures say, through Christ. If that's what you're trying to do, tonight is to encourage you to keep doing just that. Another goal of the show tonight is to... Show love to the stranger. If you are Indian person listening tonight, African person listening tonight, or wherever you're from, from the from all nations, and you listen, you're not an Israelite. I mean, you're not it. You don't fit none of the prophecies. You're definitely not Israel. Once you know that you love tonight, you are loved tonight. While I will pick, I uh, will, uh, will, uh, no qualms about my love towards my people first. Know this, that you are loved, even as my own, as the scripture has commanded. Another goal of the show tonight, so that's to you, the stranger. Another is to encourage everyone to ignore anybody on the Internet or in your personal life that is preaching hate. Hate is a sin. We're supposed to hate sin. I don't see nowhere in the Bible we are commanded to hate individuals. But some of my guests may disagree with me because I've got some guests on that don't always agree with everything I say. I don't find a way in my Bible I'm, I'm commanded to hate people. I'm supposed to hate the flesh, deception, lies, ignorance, things we hate, folks. All right? Also, go to the show tonight is to correct some teachings out there, like I was saying earlier, to expose lies, which is 100% wrong information. Deception, 50% wrong information. Ignorance, no information. And yes, tonight, October 17, 2017, we also address evil spirits and their aggression to dwarf, impede, stop, abort the very move of God to salvage not just Israel, but the world. We're not ignorant of Satan devices tonight. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, 
but against principalities, spiritual wickedness, in high places. If Israel had never disobeyed the Father, if Israel had kept their bargain, kept their portion of the bargain, and obeyed all of those commandments, we would not be in America. Whites would not be ruling over us. Perhaps there would not even be a white nation. God most high called those people. He calls them his army in Rome in uh, uh Jeremiah one. His army in Joel two. So now that the army is here and they're doing what they're supposed to do, bust us upside the head. Now I know they're taking it too far for for that reason America's gonna be judged. Who is the real enemy? What brought us to this place, African Americans? How do we get into America? How do we get disproportionately houses lived by women, disproportionately prisons, unemployment? How do we get here, y'all? Play a little sum sum, and I'll be right back, folks. It's gonna be, it's gonna end. It's gonna be go. It's, <laughs> we got a deal tonight, but it, it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. Check this out. We'll be right back, folks. And we're gonna bring on our guests in less than oh two minutes. The hand of the Lord was upon me. He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, O sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the voice of the Lord. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, and say to it, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life, and stood up on their feet, a vast army. I've been 
inquiring, asking, trying to figure out who are the real Jews. And when I do find them, letting them know, do you know who you are? Trying to connect them to some proper sources. Folks, they are waking up. Okay, let's go to phone lines. We got guests in the house. Uh, don't know these numbers, so y'all got to introduce yourself. Okay, area code 678-599. Uh, I think this is Brother LSU. Is this Brother LSU? Uh, Brother LSU, you there? Okay, well, let's hold on. Let's come back to the line. Uh, area code 972 Who am I speaking with? This is Brother John. What's good, Seth? Hey, Brother John. What's happening, my friend? Everything's everything. Well, say hello to the people. John, folks, I, I didn't have him on the um the, the, the show information because he wasn't sure he could make it, but John is a very, uh, 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 I, I should say, he uh, frequent uh, five smooth stones in and out over the years since 2011. So he's definitely, y'all, everybody should know who he is. But there are strangers we have in, among us that don't know who he is. So, John, go ahead and get us, give us a little, maybe about a two-minute bio who you are. Nah, what should one say? Um, as Brother Seth stated, I've been... Oh, kicking it with five smooth stones for the last couple of years, probably at the inception. Seth actually was um, the first person that brought me to the knowledge of black people being the Hebrew Israelites, which was further cemented by Brother Yahshua and Cincy. Big props to him. He further cemented that, uh, and I studied with him. Oh, goodness, had to have been about a year and a half, two years. Strong instructor. Um, also uh, was instructed with Brother Elishua, the militant side of our squad. He is, he is that. But yeah, I have a bachelor's in business. Um, I'm in the finance, financial services industry. I've been there for a little over 20 years, and that's what I do. Yes, 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 and he's good at it, folks. He is good at it. He's also very humble. His brother, as y'all know, y'all already know Brother John, what he put out. He can go there. He can talk about the Satanism and a whole bunch of things, Revelation. This is our revelation, man. We want to really get deeper things. This brother always got something to say about what is really going on. This is the brother. But anyway, Brother John, as long as you, I don't know how long you can hang out, but I'm going to leave your line open and uh, just jump in whenever you want to. Let me go, go ahead and go back to the lines. i got some other callers here. Uh, area code 682552. Who am I seeing? Uh, this is Reverend Chris. Oh, Reverend, Reverend Chris. Chris. Okay. What's good? Hey, what's yeah. up, man? <laughs> Well, everybody, this is this is Reverend Chris all the way from Fort Worth, Texas. And Reverend Chris, go ahead and get everybody uh, a little bit about uh, who you are, what you've been doing. And uh, I will say, we'll say this before he jump in there. This brother right here is probably one of the hardest working men in Fort Worth with regards to African Americans. Y'all should really know this, y'all. I mean, I know y'all don't know me, some of y'all, but I promise you, this brother right here has paid some serious dues with regards to our people. I love him dearly for his hard work and efforts in trying to promote causes of African American. If you ever wanted to connect with somebody that loves African American, ain't no uh, undercover, whatever, this is your brother. Go ahead and give him a little quick bow, Brother Chris. Oh, well, thank you, Brother Seth. Uh, my name is Reverend Alcee Chris, Jr. I'm the senior pastor at Alathea Temple Church, which means truth. Alathea means truth. Uh, we are, we've been around since uh, 2001. Uh, we're an Afrocentric Christian church. 
Uh, we do teach our congregation that we are descendants of the Hebrew Israelites. Um, I wrote a book uh, entitled A Walk Through the Valley, The Prevalence of People of African Descent in the Bible from, from the Garden of Eden to the Diaspora. Uh, just kind of gives you historical and biblical proof about where we came from and our special relationship to the Most High. Uh, on Friday nights, we have an Afrocentric study group. Uh, Wednesday night, we have Bible studies, Sunday services at 11. And I would say that uh, our church is a church for the conscious community. Yes, yes, yes. And I have, I'm telling y'all, we have this little, this little Bible study he just referred to. Uh, I'm telling you, it's one of those studies you go, you're going to hear things you never hear in a church. You never hear it in hardly any place. And you might leave us sometime with your head held down, just, just don't know what, just feeling a sense of hopelessness because you hear so much and see so much at that study that's going on with our people. But we all know that, that, that the Father in the end, and even now, is the winner. Uh, the saints win. The saints always win. And uh, we're happy for that. But Brother Chris is uh, no joke, and I appreciate him being on the, uh, the phone tonight. Also, I want to go back to the phone lines. We have Eric Coast 678 Brother, Brother, Brother Chris. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Go ahead, Brother Chris. Uh, uh, Brother John. Yeah, I just wanted to give uh, – for all who don't know, the again, this is Brother John. I, I do need to give Brother Chris – his props. That Bible study that Seth was just speaking of, that's one that I've been attending here as of late. And last week we did like an hour talking about the origins of the Illuminati. And the bottom line is that you're just not going to catch, catch anything remotely similar to that in any type of mainstream uh, uh, Christian church or any other church for that matter. So I got to give Brother Chris's props. It's nice coming out and being able to talk about something that's impacting us today. And, and and correlating the scriptures with that as opposed to the same stuff that we've always been given, such as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, walking through the fire. And, and that's good stuff, but, it's, again, it needs to be able to – we yeah. need to be able to see how that impacts us today. So I have to give props to him, brother, and uh, Apostle Patrick, who's a, a regular there as well. Well, well I appreciate you, on that. brother. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's something, folks. If you're in Fort Worth, you should be a part of that study. Uh, go ahead and give them the address one more time, Brother Chris, of where we meet on Friday nights. It's uh, 2700 Village Creek Road uh, in Fort Worth, Texas, stop six, uh, zip code 76105. Come out, yes, people. Yes, 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 y'all. Please try your best to make that. Okay, Eric Coates, we're going to go to the phone lines again and get our next, uh, last guest on. Uh, Brother Terry is going to be late, and hopefully he won't cancel. He's gonna, he did cancel earlier, but he said he's going to try. So, Brother uh, uh, Yeshua, uh, a.k.a. Brother Terry from Cincinnati, uh, who Brother John spoke of earlier, should be joining us tonight. We'll see. Okay, going back to the phone lines, Eric Coates, 678 uh, Brother LSU, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay, I know when I hear that clear in the throat, that's you. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I knew that's gonna be you. All right, listen, I'm I'm not gonna. Uh, oh, well, I gotta go ahead and let Brother LSU, even though you've been on a, more than anybody, go ahead and give a little quick two-minute bio. Everybody should know who you are, but go ahead and give a quick bio of who you are and how to get a hold of you quickly, please. Well, I don't think there's a need to, but if so, shortly. Um, contact me on Facebook, LSU Israel Ellison. Um, and for the most part, you know, if you listen to the shows, if you're archiving the shows, and uh, 
I've been here numerous times as well as John Sage. You know, we hang out here quite a bit. So. Okay. All right. Well, folks, this is part of our panel. We have got more people coming of uh, Cincinnati. Again, if you're supposed to be on the show tonight, go ahead and press 1, and we'll have you on uh, if you're in the house, okay? Tonight, 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 uh, uh, friends and family, if y'all want to comment on this topic, it's not a problem. Just press 1 on your phone. We do have probably a three-minute limit, uh, maybe extended. just depends on how it goes. We'll make that decision uh, with the comments. Tonight, I'm going to just... Uh, uh, say a few things, and then I'm going to go straight to Brother Chris, and we're going to start off talking about separatism. Separatism, there's a whole lot of talk about how that Christ uh, 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 was a separatist, uh, and uh, I want to jump into that like quickly, the record amount of time here in a second. But i got to say this. The need tonight, the need, and let's establish a need really quick here, uh, gentlemen. The need tonight is our people uh, are blocking access to others to the Most High. Can't get no better than that. There is teaching, and remember, the, the noise in the background got to be zero with all these lines open, folks. Otherwise, i got to meet everybody, and then I'll open back up and have your question. It's not fair, so let's just, okay? But exception to need tonight, tonight, what's, why are y'all on tonight, Brother Seth? Because there is a need, a serious need, or needs, plural. First thing that is needed is we got to address People call themselves Hebrews, like, and they are. They can't help who they are. It's a, blood, it's a bloodline thing, even though there's the spiritual you will get into that as well. But there are people waking up to who they are. And for some reason, they have found doctrine they think to support blocking others' access to the Father, which is a lie from the pit of hell. Okay? And I'm not playing with this tonight. This is very serious when you start talking about telling others they can't have access to Yahweh Israel or Yahweh or the Most High. That's a serious issue we got on our page tonight. Another thing they're doing is they're hating, straight up, flat up, 100% bona fide hating, which is something African Americans have been not been known for ever since they've been to these shores. I mean, if we hated, it was within. And I'm not saying we're perfect little angels, but we uh, hardly ever have been out on the streets like they have been up in New York and other places spewing 100% bona fide hate for white people. It's just crazy. We don't do that. That's what we're talking about tonight. Is it sin? And if it is, we need to run from it like it's a plague. The Bible says, fear of it, flee the very appearance of sin. And remember, our sin and disobedience and rebellion is what brought us to America and have these people over us. Haters lose. They always lose. And I don't want our people, and when I say, folks, those of you listening tonight, when I say our people, I'm talking about Israel. And again, we're talking and addressing the needs first tonight. First, there is a first tonight. We first are caring about our people first. But I believe, and I hope my guests do as well, I think they do, we do open arms for all nations to come and enjoy our God, our Elohim. Yahweh Israel. This Bible, folks, those of you listening saying, what are you talking about? You, you're a black man. How do you mean, y'all? Who are y'all to be trying to? I can hear that. I can hear it. I can hear it. I'm going to say this again. Uh, we are, I believe, the people of that book. 
Five from soul descending forever. To those of you that don't know, we believe we are the people of that book. We fulfill prophecies more than any other people. But now that we have, we're realizing that we're coming alive, as Ezekiel 37, the gentleman was reading earlier, we have gotten a little haughty and decides we're going to start telling. And some people meaning well. So you all see what I mean here in a little bit. It's a lot of people, a lot of scriptures to support that Gentiles are not going to be, it's not going to be saved. White man is a devil. White man is Esau. You're going to hear it. So I want to start right now. And it looks like Brother Chris is dropped. Brother Chris, you still there? Okay. I, I see he dropped. Hopefully he hang up on me. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh, I see him. He's back. All right. Hey. Okay, Brother Chris, you're back. Yeah, can you hear me? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I can hear you. All right, I can hear you. So we're going to go to – I say, did you hang up on me? So let's nah, go bro, ahead and start yeah. right now. But that's – go ahead. Well, you uh, you, you know, my, yeah, my, you know, you you addressing about the Gentiles and, and the Hebrew Israelites, that, you know, that's what your question was really surrounding. Right. Right. Well, so I'm coming you to know, you now. Here's the formal question. Here's the formal question. Okay. Separatism is being uh-huh. taught right now among certain groups of our people. And again, uh-huh. this is a minority, folks. Most There's a lot of big churches, not big churches, there's a lot of assemblies, I'm going to say it's a safe way, that do in, embrace this. Uh-huh. We are not the spokesman for everybody that believe we Israel, by the way. But I'm just addressing those few little people in New York who don't probably have nothing to do with none of our organizations that believe in separatism. Brother Chris, is the, is, is the most high separatist? I would have to say yes, my brother. And and and, and the scripture, you know, what, what I use is the fact that when the Hebrews were living in Egypt, and they and they cried out to God because of the harsh slavery. God didn't tell them, hey, you need to stay there and integrate. He said you need to separate because if you study history, if you really study history, people who've been enslaved to other people never regained their full humanity. And you can see that here in the United States. You know, we were once slaves, and you see how the police handle our children and our young people, old people too. And and they, in other words, we don't have the full humanity that the Most High has it intended for us to have. That's why they can they can see a video of a policeman doing something obviously wrong to one of our brothers and sisters, and they get no bill because we are still not seen as human. So the divine plan for the Hebrew Israelites was, hey, y'all get up out of Egypt, go over here. I have another land for you, but don't stay under your former slave master. So, you know, in a way, I do believe in separation because that was God's divine plan. Well, now, just based upon what you said, and I want Elishua and Brother John to weigh in here. And again, our Brother Terry should be, uh, brother, a.k.a. Yeshua, should be coming on a little later on. Okay, every time you say the word separatism, or anyone say the word separatism, I ask everybody to think about this. You heard me, uh, Brother Chris just said it. There's a behavior of sin, and then the Father says, okay, for this reason, separate. But now, if there was no sin, and everybody's doing the right thing, and he says separate, then I would be into separatism. I am into separatism, just like Brother Chris is saying, in a way. 
the Bible, the Bible said Christ didn't come to, he come to divide. That's one scripture that the Christian was going to use, and a lot of people that believe his way is going to use. But what was he dividing? Was he just dividing based upon skin color, which is no such thing, no such thing as a race based upon skin color? Or was he just separating based upon righteousness? When he said don't marry, did he do it just because of skin color and ethnicity? Or was he doing it because of righteousness? Because how was Moshe or Moses able to marry the Ethiopian? She wasn't Hebrew if we believe in separatism. This is what I'm saying. Well, well, let's see. Well, you see, let's 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 go back and look at it historically. The Hebrew Israelites originated in Ethiopia. They were Ethiopian Jews before they were any other kind of Jews. So the Bible doesn't necessarily say it, but that woman could have been from the from the Palasha, the House of Israel, Beta Israel. It doesn't say. Okay. So we don't, we don't really been, know if she couldn't if, have been. If she couldn't have been. Was, uh, huh? Let me just say this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Beta bro. Israel. Go that ahead. term from the Falasha. Falasha is too new. That have to do with um, Menelik. Um, that have to do with that. that you're going. You're too new. You can't use Falasha juice in regards to talking about Moshe. Moshe was before well, uh, the Falashian Jews, well, so we can't use no, that. No, no, no. Now, okay, well, beta, is, beta Israel or the House of Israel. Same thing. They use three different terms for the same people. So we in don't Ethiopia, know. Ethiopia, my moment, understanding, brother, brother, we, I hear you, brother, uh, 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 brother LSU coming on. Uh, just give me thirty seconds. I hear what you're saying, brother Chris, but every time you say the word separatism, I guarantee you some sin has been involved, and the Father wanted His people to go away, uh, to separate. It wasn't. He even told them, "You're a stiff-necked nation. You're a wicked nation. I didn't chose you because of you. He chose you because chose them because of His covenant with Abraham. He never, ever, ever favored this." It, this rebellious, thick-necked people, which is why I don't understand why we're so hung up on being Israelites just fleshly. It's all about the spirit. Well, Go ahead, Brother Elishua. Well, remember, well, yeah, I'm going to let El, El, El Yeshua handle that. Go ahead, Brother. <laughs> well, first of, all, first of all, to uh, actually begin the conversation, we need to have a, work, a, defini- a working definition and what is meant by in regard to separatism. Because when you just say separatism, Remember, what we're handling are sacred things, and we're handling the word of the Most High. And and right away, we have a separatism. We have a gulf, if we will, from what would be the secular definition of separatism and what would become a biblical definition of separatism. Uh, Seth, what you're speaking of in regards to separating from people because of certain practices of sin in regard, yeah, we know this given, especially when we talk about in terms of personal identity, but when we talk about in terms of a culture, when we talk about in terms of the nation, well, uh, it's explicitly clear that in the scriptures that the, that the Father promotes separatism for an end, and that is the objective that we have to be in, be concerned with, is what is his objective. Like, let's take, for example, when the children of Israel came out of Egyptian captivity, and that's when the Most High gave the law. Well, he gave the law, and the law means, simply put, Instruction. The word um, Torah, uh, which means the law, which simply means is instruction. And so he understood that, hey, if you begin to consult other na- other people's gods, if you can begin to consult the- their intellectuals or what have you, you're going to go the way of those who walk in darkness. So he gave out certain laws. That means you're not to practice the way of the heathen. You're not to participate in witchcraft. You're not to participate in sorcery. 
Well, the reason he did that is because each nation, ha- every nation has a culture. And within that culture are means and by means and wing- means and mediums by which they utilize to pursue whatever they think is their performer, their particular perspective God. So when you look at it in that term, yes, absolutely, separatism is necessary. But when you look at it, and this is what has to be specified and clarified here, and this is the point I think we're going to get at, Seth, is, is the most high a separatist in terms of salvation? Okay, hold on a second, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. Uh, Ella Shore, there's somebody moving around, and you think we can't hear you. I promise you, when you play this back at me, what is that noise? It sounds like there's that there go right nothing there. Go- that's not coming from me. I hear what you're saying, but that's not coming from me. Hey, hey, Seth, it might be me because I'm riding. Does it sound like car noise? No, it sounds yeah, like yeah, yeah, that is you because I just you I just have muted John. It's not John. It's definitely you. So just go ahead. That's the best you can do. I'll put it. I'll put it. I'll put it on mute, and you won't hear me. I can yeah, hear you, what you want it. Okay. Okay. There you go. There you go. Go ahead, brother. Sure. But yeah. So um, again, I say so. Yes, there's separatism, definitely implied and directed in the scriptures, in regards to the Torah, which is the law, which is the basic foundation for all of our beliefs in regards to those who claim to be Israel. So, yes, it's there. But, however, in terms of salvation, in terms of who can be in the kingdom, we have to realize this is likewise and in, in within, capitalized within that law, are instructions on how we deal with strangers, on how we deal with neighbors. And, of course, it's very evident in the Torah that if a person comes in a stranger and decides they want to live among us and they want to keep the covenant, then surely, after a matter of time, they are just like this one of us. I mean, clearly, it talks about the stranger born among you and the, 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 the home-born stranger. So it makes definitions and distinctions. But in terms of when we come into the new covenant and we're dealing with the issue of salvation, then it's very clear that that's the very re- one of the very primary reasons in which the Messiah went through his passion with the breakdown that break down that middle wall of partition between Jew and Gentile. So that's very obvious and evident in the scripture. And so anyone who would preach or teach anything contrary to that, you don't have a full grasp of understanding on salvation. Because it's very clear that that was one of the primary reasons for the purpose of the Messiah's passion, for the reason for him to die, so that there would no longer be that wall of partition, that the only one who could be in the Israel were those who were blood who were in the bloodline. That's what it talks about in okay. Romans, going to Romans 9, 10, 11. It talks about those being grafted in. And then it talks about in Ephesians, it talks about those who now who become part of the commonwealth of Israel. So it's all throughout the scriptures. And so that's why I come, what we have to do is we have to watch when we use what I would call contemporary terms to apply to an Old Testament ancient narrative. So when we use races to, to identify the attributes of the Messiah, we have to understand that the people, their perception represents that when they hear that word, they're thinking of it in terms of contemporary American culture as, as devices and volatile as it is with its racism and, and white supremacy. They're not thinking of uh, what was spoken of in regards to the scriptures. So we have to take responsibility in that as well. So I understand exactly what both sides are saying. Well, we have to keep it in the context. All right, all right. brother Chris, you were saying you were, I heard you kind of want to chime in there. Brother Chris, you got us on mute. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can now. We can. No, I think LSU uh, did it very well. I don't. I don't really have anything to add to that. I think he hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> Well, let me just add this. Let me let me just add this. And, and I, I 
I, I hear what people are doing. And, folks, again, uh, you listen to Five Smooth Stones, uh, and t- today we're just talking about, and as a matter of fact, let me do something I don't normally do, but i got to do this, folks. Let me go ahead and read the show description, because some people, y'all, uh, just, yeah, I'm talking to my guests now, they don't, they didn't get anything. They just call this number every Tuesday, so they don't know what's going on. So let me just go ahead and get them on board real quick. Forgive me, folks, for not doing this earlier. The name, the topic of the show is Exposing Hate Teachings That Threaten Rise of True Israelites. Tonight you're invited to a show where we both celebrate the Father's desire to reveal scattered Israelite African Americans for his purpose of restoring at this time a remnant. Also, we fight forces to stop the to stop this blessing by exposing lies, deception, ignorance, aggression by evil spirits that encourage hate for so-called Jews and white people from certain African Americans who have discovered their true Hebrew Israelite roots. Let me read that again. Tonight, you're invited to a show where we both celebrate the Father's desire to reveal scattered Israel, African Americans, for his purpose of restoring at this time a remnant. And we also fight forces to stop this blessing by exposing lies, deception, ignorance, and aggression by evil spirits that encourage hate for so-called Jews and whites from certain African Americans that have discovered their Hebrew roots. Yes, amazingly, the Father is restoring bloodline Israel by the millions all over the planet, and he requires still them to render to him their heart, and he requires them to lead nations to the one and only Elohim. However, there is a new brand of hate, discouraging and driving would-be Hebrew Israelites and others from this glorious revelation and move of the Most High. As Ezekiel 37 comes to life right before the world, Satan get busy to abort the Father's plan with doctrines of devils. One of the doctrines is Christ was a separatist. So I'm going to be a separatist. Christ was a racist. So I'm going to be a racist. That's why I'm going to call him out of their name. Yes, that is partial truth. That's what you call deception. Christ was a separatist. But why? Is everybody did right what he would have been a separatist? Did he always choose to be with Israel? Ever do anything for Gentile people? So what these people are doing, mainly young people, they're not studied in the scripture, but they'll so put it out there. They're not studied. And they're using this separatism that the Father have demonstrated all throughout the scriptures. I choose you, I don't choose you. I choose you, I don't choose you. I choose you, I don't choose you. I'm going to work with you, I'm not going to work with you. They're using that separatism to play God. And anybody that have gave them a hard time, here they come. So you white people is crackers on, on <laughs> by the Hebrew Israelites up in New York. But again, those of you listening that's new to all of this, you don't even believe black folks is the real Jews. And you you never heard it before. These people does not represent the millions all over the world that would tear them off to their face like me. You a liar 
and you listen to demons. We're not playing with you. If you up if you up in the New York area and all over this country and you this is what you're doing, you are in sin. This got to be the greatest evil on the planet to block someone from coming to the most high. How dare you? This is what got us in this situation before. The Father said, I will bring you to a strange land. He said, I will bring a nation from the north that would punish you. We're, all of the pain we suffered as a nation was because of our rebellion and this sinning just this kind of way. So you know what I think? I think these young people and some of, some of these older folks, I think they are listening to demons. Do I think they're real? Do I think they're true people of the most high? Yes. I'm not talking about bloodline either. I think a lot of them have a good heart. A lot, a lot of them heart has been circumcised. A lot of them do love the Father. They are trying. But they have gotten a hold of some evil doctrines. If you are telling white people, I saw videos where white people say, I believe in Christ. And they were saying, I love you. Now, I know a lot of whites is out here killing us and doing all kind of crazy stuff, but you can't put that on everybody. So you got a bitterness issue. You got unforgiveness. You ain't right from the start. You're not going. You don't need to be out by the street. If you got that going, you got to go deal with that. You got to work in our forgiveness. So I'm not. There ain't no being. Ain't gonna be no uncle coming tonight. This ain't about no uh, bashing the blacks and up with the white. Uh, we, we ain't no uncle Tom. We love our people. We ain't pussyfooting around with no white folks tonight. We ain't hating on our people, loving just them. This is serious business. Y'all, some of you brothers and sisters in Israel, is preaching a lie. The Father loves all people, and I want to talk about that next. Who is the world? Has somebody tell me? I, I saw something where it says, when it says, "For God so loved the world that He wasn't talking about the world; He was talking about Israel." You see what I mean? This roll over now. All of a sudden, John three sixteen is not talking about the world. So now I want to address that really briefly, really briefly. And then because you went first last time, go ahead. Yeah, uh, simply put, brother, I'm going to have to jump over here in a minute. But what I would like to do is just simply put my platform out there. Put my platform out there, advance that platform, and give anyone who would look to counter that platform a moment because um, I have to run in, in, in a little bit. Is that okay? Go ahead. I appreciate it. So uh, what L was doing, I think, is of utmost importance. And the reason being is that we all speak in languages. We communicate nonverbally, verbally, that we have to be able to agree upon the definition of a thing. If we do not agree upon the definition of a thing, then there's no reason about discussing that thing because we didn't even start out understanding the definition at the outset. <clears throat> and so when you talk about separatist, first of all, I absolutely agree with Reverend Chris, Brother L, that God was a separatist. And I say was because in the Old Testament, that's what that's that's what was taking place at that time. However, it the mystery had not been unveiled yet as to what was to take place as time continued on. <clears throat> and so I think that it's important to understand that the true separate separation 
is always going to be in the faithless. That's how he separated them in the Old Testament. That's how he separates them in the New Testament. He looks at the heart of a man. He doesn't look at the skin color of a man. He doesn't look at uh, any other. You can name anything. He looks at the heart of a man. He wants to see that that man's heart has been circumcised, not just his penis, as it were. That was a sign of the circumcised heart, but that was not what he looked at. He looked at the heart of a man. And if that man's heart has been circumcised, then you're in position to walk with God. I'm going to quickly jump in here and show you the reason why I say this. Old Testament, New Testament. All one needs to do is to do a word search under difference. You don't have to go very far. If you do a word search on the difference, the first thing that you're going to come across is Exodus 11, 7. And I jump down in that verse. It says, the Lord doth put a difference between Egyptians and Israel. Leviticus 10 and 10. And ye may put a difference between the holy and the unholy. And again, Leviticus eleven forty seven to make a difference between the unclean and the clean. They're talking about various beasts, which we know, based on Peter's vision, those beasts were indicative of men. Leviticus 20 and 25, you shall therefore put differences between the clean beast and the unclean. I'm going to jump forward to Acts 15 and 9, and now we see this is post-resurrection. There's a change now. And put no difference between us and them, that being the Jews and the Gentiles, you can read that further and you can get the context for, uh, of what I'm stating. Romans 3.22, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. Romans 10.12, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. Folks, it's letting you know that what took place in the Old Testament, as it's stated in Hebrews, these are shadows and types. They are there for our example and for our admonition. They're there to show us, hey, this is how you're going to get down when you become that quote-unquote spiritual Jew. It's not that we are no longer the physical Jew. Yes, we are. However, if you had to choose between the two, make no mistake, one is has much better promises, and it has a much better sacrifice, and that is that spiritual Jew. Yes, it's important that people know the deception that has taken place. Amen. It's important that people understand the deception that's taken place. However, now that we have moved forward, uh, I, I think that we need to do one more quick etymolo etymological study, and that is on race. Now, Brother Seth has said this before. He actually brought this to my attention. And L states it like this, there's only the human race. And folks, this is not some type of euphoric statement that I'm giving you. It, there really is only the human race. When we talk about Israel, when we talk about Ghana, when we talk about Brazil, those are nations. Israel was a nation. It wasn't a race. Ham, Sham, Japheth, those weren't races. Those were peoples, nations, tongues, so on and so forth. I take you now to Genesis 46 to, just to, again, advance <laughs> my platform, and he said, I am God, the God of my father. Uh, uh, I, I'm sorry, and he said, I'm God, the God of thy father. 
fear not to go down into Egypt for for there uh, I will there make of thee a great nation. We all know that they went down 70 souls and they came out what? A great nation. And so it's important that we recognize that we are a nation, not a race. Okay? Now, when it comes to the love of God, which should be shed abroad in all of our hearts, I will quickly take you to James 3. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. All right? I think that it's obvious. Matter of fact, let me quickly put one particular notion aside. Take the time, folks, to go and look at these letters in the New Testament. Some are inclined to believe that these are written to Gentiles. I differ. If it's a letter, and it's just like if I was writing to Seth, hey, Seth, this is John. How's it going? I let you know who I am, and I let you know who I'm writing to. It tells you right there, these are the saints. This is the church. It'll tell you. It'll tell you. So what I'm saying, some would say, well, no, that's only for the Gentiles. And I say unequivocally not. This is for anyone who has now come into the commonwealth of Israel, as El stated a moment ago. I'm going to skip a couple verses. I'm going to go to Romans and give you the point. This is Romans 1 and 7. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, called to be what? Saints. That's who he's writing to. You're beloved of God. You are called to be saints. Grace and peace, our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. To further advance that, I'm going to go to Romans 7. He says, know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. The Gentiles didn't know the law. Who knew the law, folks? The Jews knew the law. So you know, if that book was written to those who be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, there were Jews there because they were the ones who knew the law because we know that the oracles of God was given to whom? Not the Gentiles. It was given to the Jews. Um, and I'm, matter of fact, I'm going to stop with that and because uh, <laughs> it makes it sound like I'm going on a rant. I'm actually just trying to state what I'm stating in interest of time. Anyone who would like to counter that, I'm, I'm open and, and trust and believe. I am okay with the counter. I don't take an offense. I believe I set a very sound argument there, and I'm open. And, Brother John, I know that you your, your schedule is limited. If you can come back on later on, because I know you're working with stuff, why don't you leave your line open, and uh, if you can handle whatever you're doing, and uh, that way if we need you. I don't know if you can do it now. I probably I'll step in my boundary. But anyway, it was good for you to, to, to uh, present that tonight. I know you got to go for now, but if you can come back, it'd be wonderful. I don't know if you can do that, okay? Yeah, I have to play that by ear. It's a game day decision, as they say. All right. Well, anyway, brother. Uh, anyway, appreciate appreciate that. Okay. And we just kind of let him go on and on there because he had to go. This brother John, he stopped about five foot on a lot. He's gonna be maybe, hopefully, he can come back. We'll see. But anyway, back to LSU. I got the LSU on the line still. I got brother Chris on the line uh, as well. And again, y'all tell the organizations you're with for those just just kind of popping. It's got people coming in and coming in and coming in all the time. So, quick little another intro, uh, LSU. Make it a minute, and and then brother Chris, same thing. Quickly. Well, as I said, if you want to contact me, you can contact me on Facebook. 
through Facebook at Elishua Israel Ellison through Facebook. Um, uh, I uh, attended Oral Roberts University. Um, there, I majored in theology, minor in theology with an emphasis in church history and minor in political science. Uh, for the most part, uh, I am kingdom oriented. Um, I believe the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, all of them. Okay. And okay. for the most part, that's me. All right, Brother Chris, again, about a minute, just a little bit. I know you all, for those who just came in here, the early intro, real quick. Okay, I'm Reverend Alcee Chris Jr. I'm a senior pastor at Alathea Temple Church. Um, uh, we're Afrocentric, uh, truth teaching as far as Hebrew Israelitism. Um, you know, we do preach that at my church. Okay, folks, now we're waiting on the Cincinnati branch. We've got two more people coming from Cincinnati branch. I don't know if they can make it or not. They got they had some already planned. We'll see if they're able to come on. Okay, brother, that's Brother uh, Danon and Brother uh, Yeshua, a.k.a. Brother Terry. So, anyway, we're going to keep swinging, keep moving right along, all right? Now, uh, since y'all been talking about the definition, I want to go ahead and talk a little bit about definitions, okay? Uh, y'all heard... John and, and Brother Chris and, and, and Brother Ella should talk about separatism of the word. I want to hit the word race real quick, a little harder. I want to hit the word race, but a little bit harder. Folks, this is what I don't understand. And again, <laughs> please know that we're very serious tonight. This is nothing to play with. We're not on here twiddling our thumbs. We're the various, as y'all heard, these men are about stuff. And I have to be on this phone line. So please listen carefully tonight what we're saying. The word white, the word white is an invention. No such thing. Around 1681, they invented classes, white and black. Before that, there were Spaniards, English. There were different names like that representing regions, but those, an Englishman or a Spaniard might be black or white. And they won't, see how I say black or white? We got to get away from that. They was dark-skinned or light-skinned. Prior to the Bacon's Rebellion, this is when it all started around, a gentleman by the name of Bacon got upset with the founding, well, not the founding father, but the early, uh, back in uh, Jamestown, all that back in the time. And it was a governor named William Beckley, Berkeley. Some of y'all know this history. There was a rebellion. The have-nots versus the haves over land in this new world. And they said, we cannot have this kind of uprising again. We cannot have this. So they created a new underclass called, called this class system with black, meaning the darkies and white. It was a joke at first to the people. They didn't think it would fly, but they kept saying, listen, you're not going to get what we got. The powers that be told to have. Now, you're not going to get what we got, but we can't have more than these darkies uh, that are coming over from Africa. Before that, there was no slavery. Listen to what I'm saying. We're talking about indentured servitude, which were some of them were white. Most of them was white at the time. Yes, I'm not talking about the harsh slavery that we went through. So whites, I can hear you saying, see, where was whites? No, it wasn't nothing like the Atlantic slave trade. But there was indentured servitude. They brought these whites over. They said they would give them land. They would give more like 40 acres. It was more than 10 acres of whatever we supposed to have gotten. Well, to make the long story short, make it really, really fast. They created this classism called white and black. 
And now all of you listening under the sound of my voice, every day you say the term white and black, even myself knowing this, I still do it. Every time you say white and black, you're giving life to a lie. It's no such thing. It don't exist. So it doesn't baffle my mind. People in New York tell me, you white folks, I don't. Who are those people? How did they get to Af- uh, uh, Europe? Who are the original Europeans? The truth is often stranger than fiction. White people evolved from albinos from Africa. Ain't no region made them white. We don't prove that. And let's say the region did make them white. Question. Those of you out there spewing hatred. What are you going to do with all these millions, and there are millions, of white people in dark lands? Two dark people in India have a baby, and the baby come out redhead, blonde, blue eyes, green eyes, and they can go and pass for white in Europe. Who's white? That one or the people in Europe? And how can you tell with the natural eye? You can't. You must say, oh, we can tell it from the people in Africa. Okay. Let an Ethiopian have an albino. Or better yet, let someone in India who has, I should say, who, who has hair like white people. Or white people should really have their hair. They was first. Indians, white people hair is like Indians. White people nose are like Indians. That feature, that smaller nose or the, the more smaller lips, that's Indian features. When those people have albinos, your eye cannot tell it, neither can the microscope. So who are you calling the devil? Where? Which one? The only reason it's meaning of them is because they're up in the cloak comedy. Nobody else want to go up there, and they constantly mix, 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 mix. And the, the, the divine calling behind all of this, the spirit, anything in the natural, always starts in the spirit. The Father called them. The Father formed them. They are 100% built. B-E-L-T. The Father even calls them His servant. Trump. His servant. J. Edgar Hoover. His servant. American racists. His servant. They cannot touch us when we Turn to the Most High. They will not rule over us when we turn to the Most High because we are Israel. These people are just doing what they was called to do. Are they going to be judged? Yes. Then why are God going to judge me if he called them? Why is the Most High going to judge me? Why is y'all going to judge me if it says he called them? Because they took it too far. The persecution too far. They were only supposed to enslave us. The rapings and a lot of that stuff that's not in the scripture, they are going to pay. And for that reason, the lawn is burning. But those people were called the Father. He calls them his servant. Every time he would chastise Israel by some un, some Gentile nation, he would call that nation his servant. Who y'all trying to hate? I tell everybody, I get in trouble with some of my friends, and I'm going to turn it over to Brother Chris next. I get in trouble with this statement. With this statement, I get in trouble all the time. I say this. White people, 
I work with them. I'll have worship with them. I have work with them. Some of them marry and are married in my family. Especially the little pro-white. The little pro-white person, they might as well say they're black, so-called black. They they don't fit. They don't have enough power to do anything. But those that's empowered, I don't think they really got that much power over us. See, what we want to do, we want to do our own thing, and we still want to rule. You can't rule Israel unless you turn to him. Israel will not be able to say turn to the Father, or he have mercy upon like his what's happening is really what's happening. He's having mercy on us, and he just he said he was gonna there was gonna time. Uh, and I mean, I, I don't get along with it, but I hadn't said much. Second Corinthians seven fourteen. If my people, that's Israel, that's not the church. If my people, which are called my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. That's our our deliverance. The other deliverance, he said, after when the heathen begin to mock us and say, look at them, we're we doing this, we're doing this, and they don't give credit to the Most High for doing this to us, he would get jealous and redeem his people. That's what I think is going on right now. So we're going to be redeemed. We are being redeemed. Ezekiel 37 is happening. But we got to get it right. We still ain't rebellious. We're still not obedient. We're talking about all this rising, and it is rising. He is rising because of mercy, but it ain't because of our obedience. We're stripping. Chicago killing each other like a bunch of animals. Look at African Americans. Do we really deserve to be resurrected? No. We sure don't. We don't. He's just going to do it because of his covenant. That's why we're getting restored. So to be on the streets of New York or wherever you are in the country, hollering to white people, is just ludicrous. I don't get it. And then you start to try to preach, preach something different like they can't be saved. I mean, how more knucklehead of the nation can we be? I'm looking at the phone lines. Folks, if you're on the phone lines and you want to tell me the heck off, go ahead and press 1. Now is your time. Now is your time. The phone line is full of people. we got folks all over the country. I told you I invite a whole lot of people. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. You can talk. Uh, Brother Chris and then Brother Ellis, she was on the line. Hopefully Cincinnati Branch will call a little later on. But that's what we're talking about tonight. Exposing hate teachings that threaten the rise of true Israel. And I promise you, if the Father don't just have mercy and go ahead and just resurrect that remnant, we are abort this very mission our own self. I've had people tell me, you put that hate group? The FBI, of course, they don't care what the FBI say about us, but they call us hate groups. But I'm thinking... We are hating. <laughs> they don't call Christians hate groups, which I know a lot of them is watered down with milk. But a lot of churches and pastors is not wimps. They don't have them on the hate list, but I got to look at Listen, folks, I'm going to try to play this clip here a little later on. But, Brother Chris, I've said a lot here. Go ahead and chime in. I want to hear what you have to say with anything. that I know something is brewing in you, brother. Well, you know, um, I was just kind of laughing what you said about white. If you look in the scriptures, Remember uh, Moses' skin was turned white, and they usually said his skin was white as leprous. Uh, what does it say? As leprous as leprous snow. Leprous as snow. Leprous as right. snow. Right. So, so white is a term that's been around. It wasn't just invented because it was back in biblical times for them to use it. Yeah, and in the issue, that white, hold on, that white was describing a hand. It wasn't describing a people with culture and all of right, that. Right, but you, but you were saying the, about that was just you, talking about a hand. A well, hand. Maybe, I don't know if you well, maybe, that. Well, well, maybe maybe I misunderstood you. I thought you said that white was a recent. The term white was like a, but you're talking about it is brand new as a people. 
Okay. Well, okay. The, th- the thing is, Seth, again, actually you did say it in that way. And the thing is, is that the most important thing, if we're going to get anything out of this conversation, it's going to be something to say that people, that may actually change people's mind. Because literally for the most part, a lot of times people get set in their thought pattern and unless you make an intelligent discussion, intelligent, um, you know, argument for the opposer for the verse, the, uh, verse it's not going to happen. But, um, and so that's why I come, context is very important. And, and and in the terms, in the scriptures and what Brother Chris was just saying, Pastor Chris was saying, he's absolutely right. In terms of what you were saying, that's from a social uh, perspective, social cultural perspective, Seth. And in that terms, in regard of being able to identify people um, culturally, racially, ethnically, based upon color, that what well, is a, a social economic, I mean, a social phenomenon of the 21st century that's happened in the Western culture. So that, that's a reality. But it got, we have to be clear that when we say things, we have to look at the context in regards you talk to. Like you're talking about those Hebrew Israelites, those there who, um, and I can't remember, I think the name of their group, again, with a G or whatever, C-G-M-A-C. But anyway, you have to identify those people and in terms of we're going to speak and separating because there's a lot of people in New York that where this movement is very strong and these people people they are based they stand on some very sound doctrine. You're talking about a very well, hold on. People. That's why I said those of you in the streets. I didn't. I, right, I right, right, Harlem, right. Uh, the Harlem Book Club. Saying, right. And and to know these people, so that I hope that we don't spend a whole lot of time dealing with them and actually start dealing with the solution. To know these people as simply as this is that. <clears throat> As you said, and you definitely covered it earlier, is this is that a lot of people join movements like this just for the very same reason that many people would join something like the Nation of Islam. Just for the same reason that some people, white people, who have racial sentiments would join the KKK. Well, in terms of the Hebrew Israelite, is that what they see it is, they see it as a vehicle by which they can express the bitterness that they already have in their heart for the white man. But the thing about it is that Here's the thing. People have been teaching an error for decades. The thing is, is that when you start hearing false doctrine and you begin to become complicit to it, that begins to be an issue of judgment of your heart. Because where are you really at? Are you in this thing because you have a root of bitterness towards white people and you see there's a convenient vehicle by uh-huh. which, you can culturally, why you can, which you can culturally express your hatred towards white people? We have to come to the terms and, and realize and acknowledge that, yes, there are people who are in this movement for that express purpose, but they do not represent the whole of those who consider themselves to be Hebrew Israelites. I mean, literally, just like you have preachers, and they are more so than the people who are in the Hebrew Israelite camp, and, but there are preachers who every day who man pulpits who say and do things that are inconsistent with the doctrines of scriptures, and they're supposed to be representing the kingdom of the Most High, but they misrepresent it. So just like those in the church and Christianity, we have those who are in the Hebrew Israelite movement who are taking the name of God in vain. If you go to Exodus, the 13th chapter, I believe it talks about the Ten Commandments. One of the first things it talks about is that you now take the name of Yahweh thy Elohim in vain. Well, that means to misrepresent who he is and what he stands for. And when you misrepresent him inconsistent with his word, you're taking his name in vain. And so, and then if you read the, 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 the Gospels, 
I pulled up a particular scripture, Matthew twenty-three, thirteen. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against man, for you neither go in yourself, neither suffer you them that are entering to go in. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for you divide widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayer. Therefore, you shall receive the greater denomination. Last one, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you compass sea and land to make one proselyte. And when he is made, now remember, he's talking to Israel, he's talking to Pharisees. He's talking to Jews. He said, and when you have, and when you have made him, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourself. Well, we see it that's happening, and because guess what? Those scriptures are talking about Israel. We're Israel. But the thing is, is in regards to there are people out here, and you are basically following teachers. When you hear things that's inconsistent to it, or if it's a vexation to your spirit, if there's inconsistent, and one of the biggest problems is this, is that people are not reading the word. That goes for Christians, Hebrew, Israelites as well. You have to read the scriptures for yourself. You have to know for yourself. You just can't take people's words and follow every doctrine. And those who can become acquiesced to doctrines like the white man is Edom, like I said, they are categorized under what I said earlier. They are people who have a root of bitterness in their heart. And, and, and a doctrine that says Edom is a white man and Edom is going to be judged severe harshly is convenient to them. Now, the irony about that is that there are more there are more prophecies within the Tanakh who speak about the judgment of Gentiles for the way they treated Israel than there are about those who just speak about Edom. That's the irony of that particular issue right there. But again, I just hope that we don't I always spend a lot of time because, again, these people are going to pop up. They're going to happen. The thing is, is this. We have to shine so brightly that we basically evaporate that darkness to where it's not seen. And that's the most important thing is that we have to shine brightly. There are a lot of people, when people online right now, they got some things to say. We need to hear what they got to say. Well, 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 you, what do you mean the people online? What are you, what are you talking about? You yeah, there people call in. Yeah, you hear the call yeah, in. Well, well I, I've already put it, put it out there. But listen, let me just say this really briefly about the people in New York, okay? This show is about them because they are very influential. Every single one of those shows, I'm not going to say every single one, but a lot of them is in the well over 100,000 listens. Some are millions. These people are at train stations in New York where millions of people come through a week. You can take all the Hebrew Israelites in Texas and all of the congregations and put them in a room. The numbers the amount of people, and see, when you really hurt people's feelings, they're going to go and they're going to tell that. You can be nice to somebody, they ain't going to tell nobody. You be mean to somebody. These people are talking to maybe one person, and they tell them off, and maybe 50 people see it, and they are fuming. No, tonight's show is about them. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on a second. It is, I don't know how much, I know you're very knowledgeable, brother, and brother, so is brother Chris, but uh, everywhere I go, when I say the word, uh, when I talk about how we're Israel, the very first thing 
They don't bring about the Church of God in Christ believe that in the, in the, in the beginning. They don't bring about the 3,000 people up in Demona. They don't believe about the large. They don't talk about the largest church in, in Chicago. They don't talk about how Michelle Obama, cousin, leads the largest Hebrew Israelite church in Cincinnati. I mean, first cousin. We talking about showing up related. He was at their wedding. They don't talk about all of these closet Hebrew Israelites that's in all denominations. Some of them is on the phone lines right now. A lot of people in our family don't even, have, don't even go to church. They've been believing this. This is not some new thing, really. This is an ancient, old thing. 1800 prophet Cherry in the United States saying we're Israelites. They're all over. They're in Ghana. They're in South Africa. They're in Australia. They're in China. They're everywhere all over the planet. Nobody talks about them. You know who they talk about? The people in New York streets. And tonight, I wanted to do a show to address them. We're addressing well, well, you... that hate. Now, that hate that they're teaching has spilled over to show you how powerful they are with using the media. Did you know that those people fly to London and do the same thing? Some people in London actually do it, but, I mean, they actually fly there and, and influence, and they're telling the truth. This is what I want everybody to understand. <laughs> this ain't no cult. This ain't no cult. These are people reading your Bible. They are telling the 100% bona fide truth. If you listen to such, you're free. We are Israel. You want to understand America? Why are we going through what we're going through? The people listen to them. They're telling the truth. It's going to make the Bible come alive like a lion. As long as you got those people in Israel painting the Jews, it's, it's the Bible going to be a code. It's going to be here. You'll never understand it. Once you want to put the right people in the right places, it's going to come alive. That's where Satan comes in. He cannot afford it to come alive. All of y'all, many, many, many of our people, been feeling like the Father is a, they're, they're a second thought to the Father. They've been feeling unloved by the Father. They have bitterness against the Father. I'm talking about bitterness against the Most High. Well, when they find out who we are as a people and why that we're getting, why we're going through what we're going through, it still hurts. It shows the father as a father. What these people doing the streets of New, and I keep saying New York, I maybe shouldn't say it no more tonight, because they're all over the country. They're in L.A. They're all over, probably the world. What they're saying is the truth, family and friends. There's a lie in there when they start talking about Jesus was a racist. He wasn't a racist like you're thinking. He was a separatist. He was a separatist, but he was only a separatist because of sin. But to associate Jesus with all of Yeshua, with all these hangings, but in the concept, but in the way, I wouldn't put it in the same that, that, begins, that begins to that begins to be a that begins to be a convenient cry for people who don't want to acknowledge the truth. Because here's the reality of this: is that I went to ORU in 1988. I believe that was my first year in ORU, and we were aware of this at that particular time. And how many pastors have we went to? And went to speak with them in regards to this particular issue, in particular regards to this particular truth, the, the revelation of our identity from the scriptures. How many of them have rejected? How many have not even heard? How many of them still hear the truth but do not preach the truth? So the fact of the matter okay, is, hold on, people, hold on, hold on. People, people in Christianity now can all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, you can always find somebody doing something wrong if you want to use that as an example of not why to do the right thing. I'm not thing. talking about them though. No, 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 no,
Hold on a second. But Seth, sure. remember this here. Remember this here. Go ahead. Go you ahead. Are talking go ahead. To, go you ahead. are talking. You are talking to somebody who is very familiar with these people that you're talking about. And I dig in the trenches far more probably than anybody on this phone line when it comes to dealing with them, when it comes to combating with them, when it comes to being with them on Facebook and going back and forth for the particular doctrines in which they believe. And I've come to the and I've come to the conclusion through the revelation of scripture that it is futile. What Paul said he was right, it leads to nothing. Because you're gonna always have a people. The Bible clearly says that part of Israel is blinded and they're still blinded to this very day. There's only a remnant, and the remnant is those who are saved by grace through faith. John made he made it very clear the distinction for separation is based upon faith. So that's what it comes down to. But we could go round and round about these people. And I'm telling you right now that I've dealt with them. I've dealt with them for hours and hours, day upon day upon day on day upon end, and dealing with them. And I don't like to say these people. They're our people, but they are no different from the scribes and Pharisees of Christ's day. And the reality is, simply put, and that's why I come out and say, if they're on the line, let them ask the questions. Because that's how you engage them when you talk about what they believe. But for the most part, here's real simple. And I keep saying this. I've said this on every show I've been on. We keep looking for a crowd. We keep preaching and teaching in a manner that says very clearly we are looking to get a crowd. When the Bible is very clear when it talks about Israel specifically, that should only be a remnant, and that is the elect. And the elect hear what the Spirit is saying, and they know what they should do when they hear what the Spirit is saying. A lot of people that we try to go through in Hebrew, Israelite, is Christianity as well. They are not the elect. And many of these people will find any reason to reject the truth of this message as well as they will reject the truth that Christ, Yahweh is the Son of God who has come to shed his blood for the remissions of man's soul. So again, why do we spend all of our time and this energy to the people who want to make excuses for not to do the right thing when we can spend our time to be more effective and directing our arguments and our discussion at the people who are just bidding at the biting at the bit to do the right thing? They just want to okay. understand. Let, they me, want let me explain, okay? Let me explain. Uh, out of well, let you, you, you get that out. Seth, Seth, Seth. So, can, can I say a little something along ahead, those same lines? It's, it's just like you know. I think what what our brother is trying to say, and it's true. In other words, we don't we don't associate Christianity with those Christians who blew up baby clinics. They they are no, we don't. group. So right. So hold what on, he's saying, they are always they are always going to be some people who do things under the name of Yahweh of Yahweh Shah that are not doing the right thing. So we don't we we don't attach. To the fringe, what the majority of the people believe in are doing. Right, but think, here's the is that what you're trying Chris. to say, brother? But here, yes, hold absolutely. on, hold on, hold on. Don't get him started again. Hold on a second. Listen, what I'm saying is this: you just use Christianity. You said somebody go blow up. We don't have to do shows on. You're right, because Christianity is already established. Everybody know if somebody blow up something, they say this is in the name of Jesus. We all laugh at them because we know we know that there's Christians that don't do that. He believes the problem. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't Hold on, hold on. I got to get out what I'm saying. I let you talk. You got to restrain yourself, brother. Serious. What I'm saying is this: Hebrew Israelites is a brand new movement. I got older people 
if some of these people are not religious like those pastors, so we don't have to bring up no more pastors tonight because we're not talking about leaders. We're talking about the masses of people that are looking for truth. That's on this phone line, some of them right now, looking for truth. They're listening to see what, what to do with this. Now, they don't know because it's a brand new movement. They don't know what Hebrew is like. They hear you say Yahweh, Shah, and Yahweh, and Yahweh. They're scared. They, they don't know. Brother Chris been at this for a long time. You've been at this on yourself for 20 years. Okay, folks, just coming to this two weeks ago. And they're a little nervous. They don't know. They like it, though. They like it. It's something about it. So they're listening. I'm just doing a show because there's so many out there that is being used, like I said in the intro, of Satan to abort all of us. This show, this show, is to attack the hate. We ain't talking about the love tonight. We ain't talking about the obedience tonight. We are or we not. We talking about the hate doctrines. We're about to talk about Pauline. There's a move to get rid of Paul's books. To acknowledge, to not acknowledge but Paul. This is what homework we got tonight. There's those that saying that the whites can't be saved. And I mean they got scriptures. This ain't nothing to play with it. And it's a lot of babies swallowing this. I listened to a show the other day where somebody was having the the, 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 the the little audience to chant, Jesus. What are we talking about today? Jesus. The racist. What are we talking about tonight? Jesus. And the crowd would say, the racist. This is nothing to play with. I know y'all are serious, but I'm just saying well, I'm yeah, pointed but, with but, this. But, I'm pointed with this. I'm well, pointed with this. Hold well, on. One more but, thing. But, one more thing. Okay. One more thing. And I'm coming okay. to you, Brother Chris. One more thing. I can't help with how much influence those guys are getting on the Internet, but they're getting it. I can't help if I knock on my door right next to him and get my neighbor and I say Hebrew is like what he think of. I can't help that. I'm just trying to put something out there to combat it. If somebody type in hatred and Hebrew is like they're going to get my show the way I got this tag. And I'm just trying to bring some answers. No, we don't hate white people. No, we don't hate Jews. No, we do believe people can be salvaged and come to our Father. Absolutely. And here's scriptures to combat them other scriptures. Because these folks are out there saying, go ahead, read, read. And they're reading from not, not some other Bible, our Bible. The Bible says in Second Timothy 3.16 that we're supposed to... All scripture was given for correction and, 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 and instruction in righteousness. We've got to at some point have some show where we correct some stuff. That's all I'm trying to do. So I want to flip the page and let's talk about Pauline epistles. Brother Chris and well, I had well, a conversation earlier. Okay. Brother Chris had a okay. conversation uh, with me earlier, and he's concerned about Paul. He thinks that maybe there's something up with that book, and that's what a lot of them are saying. Don't listen to Paul, because if you listen to Paul, you got to embrace the Gentiles. But if you can get rid of Paul, we maybe can preach this doctrine of, of Jews only. And that's where a lot of this stuff is coming from. So let's talk about Paul. Brother Chris, you, go ahead and share with okay, some of the things do, you were do you really, Okay, okay. Um, first of all, you know, if Yeshua dictated who would leave the church after he left. And it seems to me that he, he indicated that Peter would be the leader of the church. Paul himself never heard Jesus preach. He never he never witnessed a miracle. He didn't even know Yeshua. He didn't even Just know like him. us. 
Right. Well, but, but he, but the people who did know were his disciples who walked with him during his ministry, and their books are in the Bible. Then, if you go back, and if you go back, you know the two major original Christian traditions were the Gnostic tradition in North Africa and the Coptic tradition from Ethiopia. If you get a Gnostic Bible, there's only one thing in there from Paul. No epistles, no books. It's a prayer from Paul, and that is it. That and, and the Gnostic Bible was really the source, one of the sources of the Western Bible. And so, why weren't his writings in those ancient Christian and those ancient Christian texts? Paul's books were added added to the Western Church. I'm letting you talk. Okay, so so the Western Church, so and me and Al Yeshua have talked about. It. He he was the one that kind of kind of got me clear on that. He said Paul's preaching was not to the Hebrew Israelites. Colossians, Ephesians, Corinthians, Romans, those were all Gentile areas, not Jewish areas. And he had to change the doctrine of Christianity as Yeshua taught it, so they would accept it. And so, like, the thing about circumcision, okay, yeah, if you're not a Jew, that's fine. But if, you, if I'm a Hebrew Israelite and you're telling me I no longer have to be circumcised, well, you transgression a, a eternal covenant that God made with Abraham. So who are we going to believe, God or Paul? There's a lot of things that Paul wrote that really don't match up. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be quiet now. I think I've said enough because I want my brother El Yeshua to come in, you know, with some with some knowledge and wisdom. Go ahead, brother. You speaking to me, sir? Brother Alashua? Yes, sir. Well, here's the thing. Um when we talk about Paul, um from the Hebrew Israelite perspectives and a lot of these young brothers when they're coming into the scripts, again, we have to start from the foundation of what's your motivation. And if your motivation is simply put to find something that is consistent with your core belief, which is that you hate white people, then you will always find something that is of obscure value in the scriptures and twist it to be that which is what you want to purport. And that is simply put that God hates white people too. So you'll find that. And that's coming a lot of times, and you know, that that's one case. That's the motivation that draws them to it. But what, what the Christian spoke upon it's something that I think everybody should understand. And then if you understand it, you will be able to understand the writings of Paul more better. I'm not really all that concerned with these people who keep continuing to twist in scriptures because I know already <laughs> that they're not genuine, that their motivation is not the kingdom of God. And so simply put, when you talk about separation, they're going to be the victims of the ultimate separation that comes through God's wrath because he clearly says all the sinners of my people shall die by the edge of the sword. They'll die a violent death, and that's just the outcome. Now, what about and those we listening is, to them, though? And I, and, well, the thing is, is that simply put, Seth, again, everybody has to come to a place of accountability and responsibility, just like in the church. Like when you just talked about violence and you said that that's a common thing. No, it's not a common thing. Most Christians do not know that a lot of people into the tombs of millions have died through the blood in the name of Christ. A lot of Christians don't know that. To this very day, they don't understand that the, a lot of these evangelical Christians, including our president, still support groups 
that kill people and believe that black people should not have same equal rights as white people. And these people come on TV and a day start. So they don't know. They're not aware. So oh, when it comes I, I to this you. Point here, with me, but I was checking the controls. Bro, you say okay. they don't know what I, I'm That's sorry. A, is there a lot? Is a lot of people with the basic assumption that you have as one who has learned and studied the matter is that everybody has that general understanding of knowledge. They don't. There's a lot of people who don't understand from the very inception of Christianity, inception of, of what I call Christianity, Western Christianity, at the least, was forged in the blood of war. It had blood dripping from swords in the name of Christ. So the thing is that in that terms, they don't know that. They don't, they're not aware of that. They don't understand that that has, in, in a very real sense, that has flavored and that has been the central motif of a lot of what you would call religious expansion based upon Christianity. That's how they conquered Africa and colonized a lot of those nations. Now, but back to the subject at hand. The issue is this. When we talk about Paul, here's the thing about Paul. Just what Brother Chris said is exactly right, and now I come to you from a theological perspective based upon the history, the church history, and that is that, is that the church, is that the Bible was not compiled into the latter part of the third century. It was not compiled until Constantine convened what is called the Nicene Council, and his objective for, con- for convening that council was to bring a unity of beliefs within the many, many various splits and within what, was, what we term the call, we identify as Christianity. Because what Brother Chris said is correct, that after the explosion of the Jews, and please know, people, that the majority of the first converts to the, to, to the way that Christ was teaching, the first disciples, they were Jews. They were Hebrews. They were Israelites. And they were Messianic Israelites. Those were the first converts. But after the explosion, because they were Jews, that means that they were expelled from Jerusalem, just like everybody else who was a Jew, who, who basically was a Hebrew. And, and, and so a lot of the teachings of the early church, they went north, because you have to understand that the Romans had been trying to hijack Christianity since the end of the third century, before even all the disciples were dead. So by the time that Constantine convenes his council, then he calls all these bishops together who he wants on the council, and their objective is to create a unity. That's why you have things called the Nicene Creed, and you have the Trinitarian Doctrine. You can't find the word Trinitarian in the Scripture, but what happened is that they wrote certain decrees and said, this is what we believe. And in that, because of the fact that the Roman Empire was a Western Empire, then guess what? Political expedience dictated that the majority of scriptures that we find in the New Testament are for Paul because Paul was the only disciple who had been commissioned by Christ to take the gospel to the Gentiles. All the things everybody else you see in that book, their message went to the Hebrews. They went to Israel. They didn't go to the Gentiles. So when these brothers make this argument and say, that, wait a minute, because remember when Christ came, Christ did not come to the Gentiles. He said, I came into my own and my own received me not, which that in and of itself is a very important lesson for us to learn. Because even Christ himself showed up in the flesh and manifested himself as the son of Elohim and by through many signs, wonders, and miracles. And them people still rejected him. They, they conspired. And they were capitulate in, in, in having him assassinated. Those were his blood. So that's why I say, well, I'm not going to spend a lot of time dealing with these people. Because one day, when this stuff gets real thick and we get to preaching this real song, they'll be hold the on, very same people that we're going to put a little bit on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not me. It's not me. Okay, hold on, though. It's not. I know me. I know, but it's not me. 
But uh, that was kind of something about that. Because something going on. Just it's really it's loud. Stopped, but when you play it back, you'll hear it more. Yeah, well, listen, listen, listen. As far as how we gonna spend our time, okay? Again, you're talking about some knucklehead people. You don't want to fool with them. You don't want to do. It. I no, I don't want that. people to lose what I said about Paul, though. I don't want. I don't want. To, I don't want what I said about Paul to be lost on hold the on, people. That's hold a on, I got you. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let yeah. you actually finish. So you're not done. I want you to. I want. I'm not interrupting. I just want to just say this really briefly. About the brothers, the knucklehead and the knucklehead passes or whatever, whoever's knucklehead. We're not talking about them. We're talking about them putting doctrine out there. And I remember, brother uh, LSU and brother Chris, how I had a heart after the father. And I remember getting a hold of some bad doctrine. And maybe that's the why I'm the way I am. But I think it's, it's, it's not a bad idea to spend a couple hours on a Tuesday night and address some of these lies. We've heard from these brothers. It's got my son and a bunch of other people. Uh, not saying my son, excuse me, sons of ours, confused. Uh, nephews of ours, confused. Cousins of ours, mothers of ours, sisters of ours, confused. Listening. I've had people say, I'm confused. They know to attack it. Now we're talking about Paul. This is major what we're talking about, folks. Some of y'all may not know what we're talking about. This is major, family. A lot of folks is not down with Paul. And and, and 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 I'm telling you, so we got to – so go, go ahead, Brother brother LSU, finish what you're saying. Yeah, but, but, then we're going to take a little short break. Then we're going to take a little short break, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit about Esau, if y'all don't mind. And then after that, I would guess we'll take some uh, – the phone lines is open. Again, anybody with a question or comment, now is the time to press it as soon as possible. Well, we can see your hand while I'm looking at the phone lines. Again, there's a lot of folks on the phone lines. Thank y'all for tuning into this show tonight, brother Ellis. You'll go ahead and 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 just go ahead. Yeah, I'll make this short because I really want to. Because like I know that I have to as well. Around about ten, ten fifteen, start getting minds ready here for a bit. But uh, I, and I really want to hear some of the things that people, what objections are, the, what are their concerns or the questions that they have? Because I think that's the really best way. Of dealing with that, but in terms again of Paul, um, and that is, is that Paul, as you know, when you read in the book of Acts, Paul's commission was not to Israel. Um, when the Messiah told the, the, the apostles in the first chapter of the book of Acts, I believe it's the eighth verse, and they asked him, and they said, Will you at this time restore unto us the kingdom? And he said, It is not for you to know that the, what that, that which the Father has only put in his hand. But he said, This go tell you at Jerusalem where you'll be endued with power, and you will be my witnesses. And you'll be my witness. That means that you shall testify of me in Judea, Samaria, and to the other most parts of the earth. So in that terms, <clears throat> uh, we see Paul, Paul's commission is very distinctly different from those which uh, was those of the other 11 apostles. So Paul was sent to the Gentiles. Now, the thing is, is that there were many writings at the time that Paul's writings were selected to be a part of the New Testament. But because of the entity who commissioned the Bible to be compiled into a canon was a Western empire, and the objective for adopting Christianity was for the expediency of that empire, they made the selection and the determination as to whose books would go in the Bible. And for the sake of unity, political expediency, theological coercion, they decided that Paul's writings would be the majority of those writings that go into the New Testament because he speaks specifically in most regards to Gentiles. There are times that Paul speaks to Israel.
when he is making certain arguments because there are because remember we're talking about an empire that's very much in appearance like the United States of America, a multicultural uh, entity. So many times, yes, you would have Hebrews, Israelites, and Gentiles in the same audience, so to speak, as Paul was speaking or who Paul was directing his letters to, you know, the epistles to the Romans, the epistles to the Galatians. As a matter of fact, if you read Galatians uh, uh, intently, you'll find that the Galatians had been become uh, proselytes of those who were Judaizers before Paul brought the message of the, the, uh, the gospel to them in terms of salvation. And that's why he told them when he talked about the issue of circum- circumcision, remember, Paul never spoke against circumcision, not for an Israelite, but what Paul did tell those Gentile believers who were coming to the faith, that you have no need to be circumcised because for you to be circumcised profits you nothing. Because remember that the, that the ownership right to the, to, to, the, to the land of Israel, formerly known as Palestine, was assigned for that was the circumcision in the flesh. And that was for Abraham's seed specifically. So even though, yes, there are Gentiles who come into the faith, uh, Israel, you, Israel is not their home. That is the land, the geographical boundary, people whom are called not just uh, from as salvation through grace, but who are physically the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Israel is our home. Okay. Brother Chris? He probably has us on mute. Brother Chris? Can y'all hear me? I can hear you. LSU, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Brother Chris, go ahead. Uh, hopefully he's uh, still there. I'll tell you what, let's take a little short break. I was going to do it anyway. Y'all got to hear this. I'm going to let y'all hear a little bit about what uh, encouraged me to do this show. We'll take a little short break here, Brother uh, uh, LSU, if you don't mind. Do you mind? Okay. No, that's fine. Let's take a little short break, and folks will be right back. I want y'all to get a little bit of sample of what I have been, um, one of the things that encouraged me to do this show. I want y'all to hear just a little bit, again, what's going on. Um, And as Brother LSU said, we don't want to allow rebellion and folk that hold bitterness against the Father. It's not a show to highlight rebellion. It's just to let you see people are getting when they um what's the word? When they Google, when they when they want to know, you know, people are hearing us tonight for the first time and saying, Are y'all saying we Israelites or Hebrews or what y'all say that you think y'all oh oh okay, so we are? Huh. And what they're saying is so wow, hmm, never heard that one before. You gotta remember, there's always first timers. We just can't throw them under the bus. What do y'all know? No, they don't know. For whatever reason, they don't know. Can't make them know if they don't know. So they're saying, so y'all saying we Hebrews, okay? Now we're talking about people, and so they they go to Google this, they go to YouTube it, and when they do that, they run into a Mack truck. They hear people out there cursing. And babies all around, and they call the women out of their names. And they think that the Bible is authorizing them to do that because these people are devils. And if the Bible was authorizing them, they could do that. If they are devils and they can't be saved, then that is the exact thing you do. They're right. There is nothing I can say. But the Bible is far from that. 
So like Brother Elishua said, a lot of people are full of bitterness, anger, whatever, and they are using scriptures. The truth, the, the, the reason why people is even paying any attention to them is because of the profound things. Somebody say, well, it can't be too profound. I can't. Listen, folks. <laughs> I know what some of y'all know. I know y'all. I know how some of y'all think. You're saying if it's so profound, how come they don't know how to treat people? If you see in the Bible Christ being what you think is a separatist. What they need to do is go sit down somewhere and learn the scriptures. They see a little bit. They see Christ saying to the woman, why should I cast my, you know, give the meat and the food to the dogs? And they say, oh, Christ called her a dog. They're trying, though. I want you all to understand a lot of these young brothers have come off drugs. They come off, And they really are trying. I want to focus on them. They just deceived. Here's a sample. Hello everyone, I'm Dashaun Farad. Welcome to Your Black World. We're here in New York City at Times Square watching a session of the Hebrew Israelites. Let's see what they have to say. So now this woman said, our fathers worship in this mountain. Now this was a Samaritan woman. Now let's see what Christ said. Come on. And he said, that in Jerusalem, and he said that in Jerusalem, there's this place Come on. men ought to worship. Come on, read. Jesus. Israeli. Right. Now, when you get the definition of an Israeli, it 
next time you get melanoma, okay? I'm just asking, why don't you ask the sun, what do you got against white people? The next time melanoma, that's skin cancer. About sickle cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About sickle cell. Guess what sickle cell? You carry that trait. Guess where sickle cell from? Where's it come from? Okay? Sickle cell is a stress disease. Okay. Okay? It has nothing to do with your phenotype. Chris, your line, hold on, is now 
Open Ella Show. I think he was finishing up on the whole Pauline books. Um, any last words on the Pauline books? And then, Brother Chris, I'd like for you to chime in, and then we're going to talk about Paul. Uh, I mean, excuse me, Esau. And then we'll finish up with, um, if y'all don't mind, if y'all want to talk about something else, that's fine. But uh, I like to finish up on Esau and uh, can whites be saved, which is a kind of a ludicrous question. But I just want to nail it down because that's what this is. This is just the biggest thing on the on the on, on the table. This the teaching that whites cannot be saved. That is right there. And some whites, I saw a white gentleman. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you all the mic, but I saw a white gentleman crying. This is what I'm talking about, folks. You gotta look at some of these videos. This brother was crying because these people were showing him scriptures that he cannot be saved. Go ahead, brother. Let's finish up if you don't mind, brother. Because I'd like you to chime in, and, uh, and then we'll talk about. Uh, other issues. Well, actually, actually, I don't have much to say in regard other than more than Nepal. I would actually like to, um, as I said before, I have to get out the line. I'd like to hear the people who are, who have called in and hear what they have to say, because a lot of these oh, people. Oh, okay, brother. Hold on, brother. Sure, you don't have to keep saying that. I said that they're not pressing one. We can't make people press one on the phone. That's why I keep oh, saying oh, that. Oh, I thought I'm they were ready to ask the answer question. Yeah, oh, trust okay. me, that they they make the show. If does anybody wanna. Again, y'all heard about the LSU, and I don't said it several times, but I don't like to talk about it because it's like it makes it look like nobody want to talk to us. And now I got a phone line full of people. They're probably either intimidated or they don't have any questions because y'all doing such a good job. So, uh, brother Chris, any did you have a rebuttal or not so much a rebuttal, but just want to add on because brother LSU laid it out that was pretty good about the Pauline books. Well, uh, all I want to tell brother LSU is, hey, bro, you hit it right on the nail, right on the head, man. I agree agree with you fully, 100%. And, you know, I just wish, you know, that our people, you know, who who are Christians, that we need to go back and study those things. You know, we, we, you know, we accept tradition, but we don't know how the tradition was formed, how the Bible was put together. And that would kind of open our eyes to some things that we might have had some questions about. So I just want to thank you, my brother, because you're the one that got me straight on. Pauline writing and 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 who they were di- really directed at. So yeah, I just want to thank you time. again, bro, for make for making it clear to me. Praise the most high. Praise the most high. Yeah, that he can. You know, and I thank the Father for all the, all of y'all, including Brother John. I wish wish Brother Terry could have made it, but uh, uh, folks, listen. Uh, <laughs> again, I don't know what else to say. Let's go ahead and go to uh, Esau. I think we nailed it earlier, but just just briefly, anybody, brother, uh, uh, um, I'll let you go first on this one. I think brother Chris went through well, the last time. Anybody listen to us and you clicked on the link, you got to call the show right now. It's in this ten o'clock. You got to call the show. The nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Y'all got to move quickly, as you're gonna be if you're in that chat room or whatever. You got to call that phone line. Okay, nine one four. Two zero five 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 nine zero. Okay, go ahead, uh, brother. Uh, uh, I think we went with brother Chris last time. I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, Esau. Uh, well, they're the saying thing. that Esau is of the, the father hated him. Address that. Did he hate Esau or did he hate his ways? Because if he hated Esau, then he hated his seed. And there's too many blessings after that from his seed. And then, then anyway, please address that. Well, here's the thing with Esau is that. <clears throat> The argument is that because of the book of Obadiah and some prophecies in Ezekiel, 
Well, the Most High speaks in regards to the judgment that is supposed to come upon the Edomites in the last days. Um, and what has happened, as I said, that if your motivation, your intent, because the scripture clearly said in the last days, it says many will come to, looking for teachers who he proposed to them. They will, they will heat to themselves teaching things that they want to hear because they're having itching ears. And just like I said in regard to the other things, it's the central motivation. If the core value is one of hatred, of bitterness, then it's going to eventually make itself like a virus on a computer. It's going to affect every form of doctrine that they come up with because it's now altering how they see the scriptures. So that being said, Esau is the paternal twin brother of Jacob. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Let's just toss things around our head before we start thinking foolish things. And one of the things that I have a problem with this regard is that the probably the oldest living elder uh, who has been preaching the fact that we are Israel for some time has a pretty large following. And a lot of times people will accredit numbers to credit to saying people are credible and what they teach and they preach. And also they will always add that if you've been doing it for a while, so that helps to add to your credentials. Well, one one of these guys started teaching a false doctrine that Esau, the paternal twin brother of Jacob, and Jacob who went on to become Israel, are is the white people. White people are Edomites. Now, for me, the quickest way to dispel any argument that has to deal with the scriptures, it just comes specifically from the scriptures. And clearly we find out that when we look at the scripture is that Esau married three women. Two of the women that he married were the, were what you would say the descendants of um, Ishmael. They were, and if we know that Ishmaelites are represented today in common uh, ethnic group would be considered the Arabs. Okay. Um, and it said he was red and ruddy. Now, people want to say that that means he had the ability to turn red. Then now you're adding to the scripture. That means that you're lying because the scripture didn't say that he turned red. It says that he was red and ruddy. Just like for those people who know me personally, I am of that complexion. When I was young, they used to call me dirty red because my skin complexion is red and ruddy, just as the Bible describes King David and the first man they ever created named Adam. That's what Adam named Adam, one who who is red and ruddy. Again, them looking to ascribe some type of excessive judgment to white people, they have taken that truth from Scripture and manipulated it to say that the white people are Esau, and and, and that's not consistent. Just like when they say that backslidden Israelites are Gentiles, when we're clear when we go to Genesis chapter 10, and it gives us the table of nations of the 70 different ethnicities that will populate the earth, where it clearly describes who the people will be that would inhabit the land of the Gentiles, and those people, Shem, is nowhere to be counted in that mix. So again, um, he married three women. Two of those women, well, I said, were, uh, matter of fact, one was a Hamite. Uh, and one was an Ishmaelite, and the other third woman was an Ishma was a Israelite, because of the fact that his father disapproved of him taking the women, as they say, from the women of the world, as we would say, what have you, because they were not in the bloodline of, of Israel. So again, <clears throat> um, then you go back into the first century, and you have what called what is called uh, Iduma, and Iduma is basically just a geographical land there. Just to post the just to post to Israel 
um, where the uh, Edomites settled at, and that's what that means. Now we know that King Herod, who was of was a Roman citizen, but ethnically uh, he had married a woman who was a quote unquote Jew. So he was considered an Idumamite. So he basically was half Idumamite, half you know, married to a woman who was an Israelite. So again, um, it's ludicrous to conclude that Esau, who is Edom, and that's exactly how the scripture says that Esau, who is Edom, uh, represents the white people on planet Earth. That's ludicrous. Nothing in scriptures even suggests that. But again, when people are motivated by hate, then what happens is that their perception is obscured, and that's where you get classic deception. And you're very right, Seth, in regard to when you say that these people are deceived. And for that particular matter, we have to understand that the Bible clearly says that certain Israels, that those people who were not the elect, that God was going to send them a spirit of delusion. And a lot of these uh-huh. people are deceived. And that, that, that a lot of people are deceived. And here's a point of factor. And this situation makes the argument I've been saying all along. The reason why I come out with state that by the grace of the Most High that I am oriented in a sense in my background and my theology is because I am a born-again spirit-filled minister. But at the same time, according to the Holy Spirit, being obedient to the Holy Spirit, uh, I went to an academic, a Christian uh, academic theology. Now, why am I saying that in this regard? It's not the fact now that I know that we're Israel. It's not the fact now that I can identify from the book that's Israel. It's what I brought to the revelation that we are Israel that makes it so effective and lethal with combating false doctrine. Now, why do I say that? It's because, remember, I came out of Christianity. And just like when that brother just quoted that scripture and he talked about to that woman at the well, and then he stopped at it because he didn't quote all of it, because it says that the Father is a spirit. That means that he is not, he's not flesh. He's not a black, nor white. He is not clothed in a temporal being because he does not exist in this temporal world called earth. He is a celestial being. He's a spirit, and he longs for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. So they think they got truth, but they don't have any spirit. And the spirit is not what's leading them, but they are of what Christ said to those who wanted to burn, who, who wanted to call down fire. They are of a different spirit. They don't know what spirit they of. They don't represent the kingdom. They represent themselves. That's why I come, as he read the scripture on the clip that you're saying, it was like, okay, let's take a break. In other words, now give us applause. That's why the Bible says that you're not to give, to give authority or that kind of responsibility to a novice because they become lifted up in pride. Now, again, the people from the church should really have no problem with this because you know the rules of the game. You know the rules of engagement. You know that you must wait before you sin. And all you got to do is listen to these guys 15 minutes and to know you weren't sent from the most high. You were like the people who sat in the presence of God and didn't get all the counsel of God. You just got a tidbit, and then you jumped up and ran with it. And as a result, you begin to teach and preach false prophets. Okay. Now, now let me say this real quick, really quick, and I'm going to jump out. Jump in, jump out. Again. Them might be, I don't know, I'm talking about bad ones, bad apples. They may be, I don't know, I'm going to put a number out there. They might be 400 of them. They're all over the country. And they have a bad heart. They, 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 they really got animosity. Well, white people, blah, 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 blah. The people that's being influenced by them is who I'm talking about. It's who I care about. I care about those two. But we can't help them because they've been, they got to they 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 change their heart. 
But I'm talking about those people like Brother Seth back in the day, confused. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold mm-hmm. on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. They're listening to not just them, they even listen to us. I'm addressing them, so let's not for the rest of the show talk about no knucklehead people. No knucklehead preachers, right. no knucklehead nothing. Mm-hmm. I know we got issues mm-hmm. with them. I know I do. But that's not what the show, I want to I wanna hit, and we are talking about them too. It is kind of about them too. I appreciate that. But I want to also not forget about those that are just innocently listening. they just excited because family and friends, y'all are listening to some very knowledgeable people on this show. I said earlier, in Fort Worth, is probably not a few people are doing, doing what Brother Chris is doing. Brother LSU has paid his dues in the scriptures. And the guests that could have came on, same. Myself, been to 24 countries, learning and studying and asking questions, being nosy, digging, digging, digging. I came away, I, I come into this revelation in 1991. We're not playing. I've come out of the charismatic arena. You know, we're not, we're not looking for some little false little, this is a global movement. You cannot understand that Bible without this key. You will not see the Father in his proper perspective without this key. It looks like he's just picking on the people. You will have questions in the back of your mind. I'm not going to say you won't see the Father in his, per, per, in his, his perspective. And hold on, Brother LSU, I want you to finish. But, folks, this right here, this revelation of us being Israelite is serious. Why y'all talking about this? Why why you devoted show to us? This is serious. You want to know what the Father is doing? Some of y'all sing the song, Lord, whatever you're doing, don't do it without me. Well, this is what he's doing. He's resurrecting Israel. Donald Trump is a part of it. He is getting ready to act a complete fool to the degree where Israel, the true Jews, African America, is going to hit their knees. And when that persecution comes from this man that I know that the Father allowed to be in that office for such a time as this, when he put that whip out there, or inspire others to act up, we are going to call on this father like we have never had. And I'm telling you now, so don't blow this off. Don't blow this off. Brother Elishua is talking about Esau, because they're using that. They're using the Esau platform to preach hate. They're using the, they're trying to get destroy Paul to preach hate. They're trying their best to preach hate. Some of them are led of the Satan, of the enemy. And we just want to combat Satan because we're not foolish of his devices. Brother Elisha, go ahead, and then I want to talk about something. After you finish up and Brother Chris comment, we always want Brother Chris to come in because he never know what he got. I want to hit hard white skin. When I get to talk about what white skin, how it evolved, we're going to try to do it in record amount of time. Y'all got to just go out and listen to the old shows where I spent three hours on it, but tonight it's only going to be about ten minutes. You're going to see okay. it's impossible. Okay. It's impossible. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, and, and when you do that, I'm going to have you on mute. I'm going to be listening. I'm going to have to be able to attend to some things at the same time. But let me say this here in regards to what you just said, and I want to specifically address what you just said. And you said that we need to cater to the people who are listening to these people. Okay, here we go. <laughs> because, see, a lot, of times I'll be saying stuff, a lot of stuff that sometimes when I be saying stuff, now, no, hold on, I'm saying, no, I'm, I'm directing the people who are becoming the victims and who are subject to this false teaching and this error that's coming out right. of certain Israelite, certain, of those, Israelite yeah. ca- certain Israelite camps, as they call it. And, and now I'm going to touch on an issue. And, and, see, this is my whole motivation and my intent. 
And this is why I come my attack is so strong. Because now let me put this connected to what I said earlier. My development, theological development, was not by half a chance of circumstances. I was opposed every step of the way. When I was before you and I started studying the nation of Islam, because I wanted to understand the dynamics of the nation of Islam and why come it is that they attracted more men than black churches, I started studying it. I had no intention on being converted to a Muslim uh, because my born-again experience was forged in the fires of oppression. So it was real. I don't care what I said. It was not going to alter. To this day, I can study anything because really, I am rooted and grounded in the faith and the truth. So again, what am I saying in that regard? So when I came to the understanding of the, of the, of the revelation of who we are the people, in other words, I brought a mind that had already been trained to research. Don't take people's word at, at, at value. Study what they say. Research what they say. Be like those church, the Thessalonians, because they're more they're noble than those who in Berea, because they searched the scriptures daily to see that the things that the apostles taught were so. See, therein lies the problem. That's why come these churches and these pastors are so concerned, and all these Christian mothers are concerned, because they can send their children to a church that don't teach them nothing. And they have nothing to combat deception or false doctrine when they are encountered with it because they haven't been taught anything. And that's how you correct that. You can talk about the people from here and to the Messiah returns. But the only thing that's going to be able to combat false doctrine, the scripture is, is through with it from Genesis to Revelation, is that you have to teach the truth. It's just like a person who's, in, who's employed by the United States Treasury to identify counterfeits. Well, those agents do not spend their time uh, researching and looking at counterfeit money. They only study one form of currency. And that is the United States currency. And, but they, they are so familiar with their currency that whenever they encounter counterfeit, they immediately recognize it because it's different from that which is authentic. So in order to combat our children, our teenagers, these young men and women from being the victims of false doctrine and being deceived, teach them the truth. Because just like we're on this issue of separatism, there are points to where Brother um, Brother Patrick was saying in his regards, and many people are saying in regards to separatism, that it's still applicable for us today, even though we're supposed to be born again. The fact is, is that light is, not, light is not supposed to have fellowship with darkness. But yet I can go right now and put on a Christian song by a Christian artist, and I've got Nicki Minaj dropping bars on what's supposed to be a Christian gospel song. Because light is fellowship with darkness. And that's why I come, the Bible says, be ye separate and come out from among them. And because our culture was so, ad- their culture was so adverse to us. And when we begin to integrate a lot of the evils and the wickedness that they have kept held in their culture for over 2,000 years, we begin to adopt that. That's why I come, pornography is so strong in black community right now. And that's why I come the strongest porn stores are black, because we adopted their culture. We adopted the values of those who oppressed us. And guess what? We didn't recognize them as enemies. <laughs> and that's what, come, that's what the Most High told Israel when they came out of Egypt. You should not take on the ways of heathen. So when we talk about separatism to that extent, I believe we would have fared well if we would have held to that. Because we took on a lot of things right now that are part of our community that wasn't present in our community 50 years ago. Now it's, it's prevalent. Homosexuality is like, hey, it's the end thing. You know, your children come home for Christmas or holidays, and everybody gathers around, and, and oh, I didn't know. Oh, she gay now. Oh, okay, it's okay. It's fine. It's a good thing. It's like it's normal. 
because we adopted the values of those who are who, who oppressed us. And that's why come, he said, be ye separate and come out from among them. And, of course, it's based on faith, but it's also based on morality. That's why come, he said you're going to be a sign, because when you keep the commandments, the validity of what I'm teaching you is going to be manifested in your lifestyles. No, we took on the ways of the heathen. We take on the, the holidays and everything, and then when somebody like Brother Patrick said, say that he's a racist, no, I disagree. He's not a racist, but he's definitely a separatist. He says, come out from among them, and don't partake of their evil deeds. Have nothing, no, says, have no fellowship with the evil, the evil deeds of darkness. That's the Bible. But, that's, that's what I, but I assume that's what pastors were preaching the last 50 years. Well, brother, I'm going to tell you, it, it is no secret that you are out to correct some things in the church. Brother Chris, being a pastor yourself, what you got to say, any, any way you want to chime in? Because Brother Elisha, he said a whole lot of stuff there. Oh, he said, he said a whole lot of right stuff. I don't have, well, that's I don't what have I'm any saying. disagreement he, that's with what he, he do. That's why I have him on the line. Right, but you but, know, but one you thing, you know, any feedback on any of that? He kind of hit a lot of little things. Well, I know well, well, you, you know, um, you know, I've read a lot of of, of Hebrew Israelite literature, and I read a, I read a book by a lady who's, uh, you know, she lives in New York, so I'm I'm assuming that she's influenced, you know, that her influence came from them. But you know, they they really do have that thing about the Edomites. And and you know that's that's pretty pervasive in their literature, and you know, and I'm not sure if that's a hundred percent on task, because you know when when you look at the ethnicity, you know Abraham was a Chaldean, that was that was a region of Babylon, southern Babylon, and then uh, uh, Hagar was an Egyptian, and so that's you right, know, so that's we, right, that's right, that's right. right. So we know that the original Arabs were people of color too. You know, mm-hmm. until they got conquered and and the Turks took over their religion, their language, and their dress. But right. but as far but, as as far as and, ahead, and Edom and Edom and Edom married Hagar's uh, ha- um, Hagar's granddaughter. Right, right. Exactly. To me, yeah. to me, it don't make no sense. I, I ne- it never tripped me up, and here's why. When you look at Number one, I don't I I don't see no scriptures that would make me think Esau was white. I'm like, where y'all getting this from? I don't see it at well, all. Red. Well, you know, the fact let me tell you the what, fact what, he's where red. White people are not red. Hold on, the red the fact he was red and ruddy. White people are not red. Number one, and let's just say if he was white, which I think is ludicrous, but let's just say he was. Some people mean well, and that's what they see. Everybody he come in contact with, all his children. I mean, his daughter, his wife wasn't white. So white mixed with black, white mixed with black, black being dominant gene. It's destroyed right there. And then those kids that they was light-skinned, there was nothing but dark-skinned people around. So where are you going to get a lily white nation from? It's just as ludicrous yeah. as the whole Japheth thing. Yeah. I feel the same way about Japheth. Japheth. You got the shortest amount of kids, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth had the smallest amount of kids. There was heavy mixing. The only way Jacob could be white is as soon as he's born, they got to find a white uh, albino child 
to, to mate with him, they got to take them quickly in a bus or plane somewhere to the Europe. <laughs> and they just got to have kids in Europe, just nobody bothering them. But we know that's not what happened. When you got mixing and mixing and mixing, this is what I teach on with the low leprosy thing. But if you don't believe all the whole leprosy thing, I understand. Just think about this common sense science equation. With lots of mixing, there can never be a white race. It's just impossible. It's just impossible. And what gets me is some of these people have degrees. Some of these people are college material. And you can't understand that where there's lots of mixing. That's why I thank the father that Japheth had the fewest amount of kids. So they won't say, well, he Seth, has kids. Seth, Seth, Pastor Chris. Now, I was saying uh-huh. Pastor, Chris was, Pastor Chris was responding to you in something in regard to why did they would come up white. He was trying to respond to you on that. Right, because, you know, what, what, they claim, what they claim is in the scriptures, it does say that, that, that Esau was, was red and hairy and that um, Jacob was smooth. And they say, and? okay, we smooth people. We are not hairy. Now, I'm just telling you what they say. I'm not saying well, that. The, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Say, the fact that the scriptures say that he hairy means it's odd. That's why I mentioned somebody. So they tell you right there that it's black people hairy. And if they, they live in the Bible days and they hairy, it's so odd they have to say it. That don't change nothing. Well, well right. And the, the, the watch this. Ready for this? I'm going to drop the bomb on you. But watch this. That's not the bomb. That's not the bomb. The bomb is in the leprosy series, which I can't do tonight. But the bomb is this. But, Indian well, Seth, the issue is with that, this, on the point we're talking about Edom, and the whole thing in regards to Edom is this, is that you can have every kind of argument you want to come up with regards to that. It says that he's red and ruddy. If you read the Hebrew definition of what it said about, about Esau's skin, it says red and ruddy. Well, guess what? They'd be shocked to find out that King David is described the exact same way, except exactly. that he wasn't hairy. Exactly. And, and, exactly. and there are, you know, and of course we know there are some black people that are hairy, but here's the, here's the thing to all of that. Again, I said if you want to find something to misinterpret, to hang a head on, to define a doctrine, you can find it. Because I'm, this is going to blow everybody away when you want to talk about all of that. When we came, let's just say this, we were a cohesive community when we came out of Egypt, right? It was like three million. We know exactly. We know at least there was six hundred thousand men, not counting counting the children and women. So that means that we was at least a million and a half strong, and we came out of Egypt when we crossed the Red Sea. That very people, not a generation later, not ten generations later, that very people are described as a mixed multitude. And the Hebrew word for the word "mix" in which it uses in the King James. Do you know it? It means mongrel, like as in mongoloid. Yeah, Israel ain't too happy to hear that. I know. Mm-mm. You don't want to hear that said about yourself while you're trying to discriminate against this race and that race and that race. But it says that your fathers came up out of Egypt as a mixed multitude. Yeah. Shut up. That's the word. Well, like I was saying. I'm not going to have a chance to do it tonight, but folks, white skin is recessive. That's all there is to it. And they it's not no they and us. We are recessive. It's our people. It's us. Uh, everybody comes from Africa. Hold on. I'm, I'm, somebody got me uh, doing something different. 
final words here in another two or three minutes, they can correct me. But I think they would agree that we submit to you that the Father is interested in the salvation of the whole planet. His firstborn, he says salvation to the Jew first. Don't get upset, some of you that's not Hebrews, Israelites. It's because of his covenant with Abraham. He's working with Israel first. He's going to use this nation to show the world a more pure form of worship. African Americans have always been that way. We've always led this planet really spiritually, if you really, 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 really want to look at it. I mean, Saddam Hussein showed that, and many other leaders showed that, where they didn't want to deal with the white man. But as soon as Jesse get on a plane and go over there, he can get prisoners, he can get whatever he wants. It's something about this nation. We've been doing really all along. We just didn't know it was Israel. So the Father does love the planet. For Yah so loved the world. He sent the Messiah. Yes, the Messiah only went to one group of people because at the time he only had a covenant with one group of people because the rest of the world was going knucklehead. But the Father says over and over and over that he would bring a nation from the north to chastise the planet. It's one scripture says nobody is going to escape these people. That's how these white people are, so-called white people. He allowed this invention of the white skin. He allowed it, but it's not its not legitimate. It's not a legitimate race, but he allowed the formation of it. And through this lie, through this illusion called race, this lie has broke more backs and caused more pain than probably anything that we've ever seen. It's so cold-blooded, some of us call white people the devil. They not. The strength behind white people is Yah. Think of lying, Israel, submit to him, and we'll see how powerful they are. The strength behind Trump is, is, is Israel's rebellion. We need Trump. As much as I hate to say those words, because I can't stand him. Can't stand the man. think he's evil. But pharaohs have been notorious for bringing Israel to their knees. And when they bring, the Bible said, that when my people call on me, I'm coming. We ain't called on him yet, not like we're going to. So I don't know, my, my guests may just be defer on that, but I'm telling y'all, we need to all turn to the most time. We're not doing it. And, and Israel's, according to history, the way the thing they bring to their knees is oppression. Sorry, it's just a truth. So, yes, can whites be saved? Well, first of all, they're not whites. Can whoever this group of Gentiles, we don't know who they're from, because we all mix. Of course. Are they Esau? No. Are they devils? Well, they are full of the devil. No doubt about that. But what about African Americans full of the devil? There's a different devil. You see more where I'm going with that? There are no more devils than those brothers in ignorance, because ignorance shooting each other in Chicago. Well, they just don't know who they are. Well, whites don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. You think we're the identity crisis? Look at white people. What's their identity? <laughs> That's an identity crisis. So anyway, I want to go in and wrap the show. Brother LSU, if you don't mind, go ahead and uh, I'll let you give your last words because I know you have to go on. And then Brother Chris, and then we'll wrap up the show, please. Well, Brother Chris, why don't you go and then Brother LSU will go. Well, you know, I'm just going to Can you hear me? You know, I Can you hear me? Wish... Hello, yeah, go hold on, Brother LSU. Well, you can let him go, bro. I don't care. It doesn't make no difference. Go ahead, brother. Sure. Okay, yeah. Well, I just think it's very ironic that we're having this discussion when we look at the issue of 
what is the purpose for which Israel exists. To everything, there's a purpose. And so the thing is, is that um, Israel, the Most High, looked down and saw Israel, the furious number of all people, and he selected us and called us and raised us up to be one thing. That was to be a nation of priests. In other words, we are supposed to be his evangelists to the earth, his apostles to the earth. We are supposed to be the chief representatives of the kingdom of God. And the fact that we are spending time addressing people who have so veered away from that, and then you have to question why are the fact that they are everywhere on every corner? Why are they getting the popularity? You have to understand when you talk about spiritual warfare, that truly we are engaged in a warfare, and that the fact of the matter is that anything that's contrary to the truth will get airtime on the American media, and that includes certain religious entities and organizations, that if they are distracting from the truth, and this is the truth that they do not want the world to know, then of course some people are probably getting money, <laughs> literally, to do what they do because they are a distraction. We just have to be wise enough to, to see the distractions, and I'll say my last words with this. I'm going to read the scripture that makes this very obvious. Revelation 22:17, And the spirit and the bride say, come, and let him that hears say, come. This is like the last verses in the entire scripture, the, the entire Bible. It's Revelation, the 22nd chapter, the last chapter in the Bible. And I'm reading like the last four verses. It says, come and let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life liberally. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written therein. So the fact is, is that it's still based upon whoso will ever will. And we are supposed, and the reason why I come, there are certain things in the scripture that speak specifically of Israel, because guess what? When the Bible, when the Bible says this, it says that <clears throat> he created heaven and earth, and he put man in the garden, and he told man to be the manager and to replenish and to do that. You know who he was talking to? Because remember, the Bible does not represent all of the history of mankind. It only represents the history of God dealing with a selection chosen people called Israel. And he gave that responsibility to us. We're the guardians of the earth. So that means that things are running haywire and they all mess. Quit looking at the world because the world is only acting as they are created to behave. The fact of the matter is simply put. Israel, you were left in charge, and you failed at that job miserably. And as a result, the kingdom went to another, just like Mr. Messiah said it. That's why come I know he don't believe in racism. He said, because of the fact, he said, the kingdom should be taken to you and given to another who should bring forth fruits in the kingdom. So the time is, and he said that, 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 that Israel would be provoked to jealousy by the actions of Gentiles. It's the fact that they, in our own land, <laughs> living prosperly, the welfare recipient of the world, and we here getting gunned down in the streets. If that doesn't provoke you to jealousy, I don't know what else will. So I would say, simply put, the way that, and this is what I meant, Seth, and it just came to me. In the future, if we ever do a show like this again, I would suggest that while we, instead of spending time dealing with the perpetrators of the lives, let's address the lives and we deal with them one by one from the scriptures. Because everything that you said, okay, Gentiles can't be saved. Well, the scripture clearly says that Gentiles can be saved, that even Israel is called to be a light unto the Gentiles. 
every lie should be always distinguished with a specific. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you, we did that, brother. Listen, now, I don't want you to listen. You know, I'm not gonna let you undermine the show like that. Now, listen to me real curve. It's not undermining the show. Present, it's trying to be effective. I present okay. lies. No, I'm gonna go, go, go ahead and say, 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 go ahead and say what you gotta say. I'm gonna put it on me, and I'll listen, and whatever it is, I'll rest with that. We we'll talk about it a lot of time, but I'm gonna listen for the rest of the show. But I'm gonna put it on me. <clears throat> Okay. All right. Okay. Well, like LSU was saying, I follow you. I really do. We wrapping this show up, and I just didn't want him. I know he has the. He really, really wants to attack these, and he's calling for that. You know, he just his, his thing is he want to go in there and he want to hit these people. That's just, just you know that. But look, I I have met people, brother Chris, and we're gonna wrap this up. That has been hurt. All you gotta do is go to YouTube, folks. And they're hearing things, and they're not confident like he is with the scriptures. And he can say, well, they need to study, da, 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 da. But they're not confident. And they're believing these lies, and it's breaking their hearts. And some of them, it may, some of them may be even running, turning from God. We don't know. You know, lies do that. Uh, if you believe a lie long enough, it can push you away from the Father. We don't know what's happening with the lies that people are believing. And so... Somebody has got to grab those people and say, listen, this is not true. We did his scriptures. We talked about scriptures that say well, all can be saved. Yes, we did. We just didn't say, turn here, turn there in your Bibles. We talked about Esau. He talked about Esau. He talked about scriptures. We talked about white being the devil. We talked about that. Killed it. Knocked it out of the park. We talked about white skin being a myth. Common sense. Think it out. Oh, genetics. We talked about uh, separatism. Many scriptures went forth. Okay, so when you say bring it up one at a time, we hit him. I know what you mean. He just didn't want me to spend all the time talking about the. But I'm thinking about the masses of people. I'm not, you know, I'm not really presenting a show about the knuckleheads. I just wanted to play the video, let y'all hear what they're saying. But what they are saying is some lies that millions is probably believing. It's just nothing to play with. A lot of people believe Christ, and even a lot of my white brothers just believe the the white supremacists. They believe in a separatist thing. We had to hit it tonight, and we did. So I hope y'all understand. You know, me and my brother. That's just how we are. Just like just like my blood brother. But I disagree with him. I think we brought up topics and we brought scriptures to. We just didn't say turn here, turn there. We just said the Bible says this. Bible says that. And you know, these remember, remember this show is the Hebrew Israelites. So a lot of y'all are already in the scriptures, and you know what scripture we're talking about. We have to tell you where it's found. But I talked about Jeremiah one. I talked about Joel two. We talk. Come on now, we talk. So brother Chris, I want you to. If you can't put the final touches on what you've heard tonight, and again, thank you for stopping by Five Smooth Stone and making this show, I believe, a success. We still got a lot of area codes. I'm looking. I still see California. I see Missouri. I see Texas. Lots of phone numbers. I don't know what all these are. We still got folks listening, so we don't want to. I know he wanted to hit it how he wanted to hit it, but you got to remember, we have an aim for this show. You got to read the show's description and know where we headed. Okay, Brother Chris, please, last words. Okay, what, what I wanted to say is, first of all, uh, thank you for allowing me to be on your show tonight. I really appreciate it. And second of all, you know, we well, all kind of get together on Friday nights. And, you know, one thing as a people I think that's, that's very important, you know, we, we can disagree and still love one another. We don't have to agree on every single thing or believe what you believe or you have to believe what I believe. 
But the bottom line is we're all the same people. You know, we are all been called by the most high and then that we can discuss things and don't have to agree, but we have to love one another. And so that's that's what I appreciate with the whole thing. And then yes. last but not yes. least, you know, as a people, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian minister. You know, I've gone to seminary. I went to SMU, and I have a Master's of Divinity, but that really doesn't mean nothing. I'm just saying it. It's really not important. But what I think is important is that, that we spend, <clears throat> excuse me, much more time studying our tradition and reading the scriptures for ourselves. You know, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. And that's all you need to do is pray and ask the Lord to, to lead you into all truth and then read and study for yourself. Because there's a whole lot of misconceptions and deceptions that have been introduced into the Western Christian doctrine that we need to be aware of so we'll know we can separate truth from error. And that's how I just want to end it, my brother. And I appreciate you and thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on your show. Well, thank you for being on the show, Brother Chris. Again, I'm going to go ahead and meet your line, and thanks to you. Thanks for being in time, and I'll see you in the Bible study on Friday. All right, All right folks. And that, uh, say your last words again. I cut you off just a second. Go ahead. What would you say? You have the final words there? No, I just said have a good rest of your week, and may the Most High bless you. Okay, and I appreciate that, and uh, we'll talk later on Friday. Okay, folks, so that was Brother Chris. Now y'all know who we studied the Bible with on Friday, but y'all have no idea how deep that brother can go. As far as LSU, you got a good sample of him. He always kind of get it all out, so y'all know where he stands, but it's also Brother Chris. It's also Brother John. It's also Sister Yohanna. It's also, uh, who am I missing, Brother Patrick. It's, all, it's a lot of people at this study. Uh, not a lot. I think they're back. It's not a lot. It's only a few of us, but we get deep, and um, we're just trying to – just be alert and know what's going on with our people. That's all this show is about tonight, just exposing, like the title says, exposing hate teachings that threaten the rise of the true Israelites and really the planet. Because with Israel rise, a lot of whites want to know what's going on with us, who are we, why we go through what we go through. They ain't just us. It's a lot of whites. This is what breed white supremacy. If they don't know who we are, we just look like what they call niggas. That's where the oppression come from. We don't have no purpose. We don't have no use. But when this teaching come about, they can see, oh, 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 my God. And there's lots of whites online that are declaring the same things we're declaring. Not that they make it right. We don't need them to define us. But there are so-called people all over the world of not just whites. We've been saying a lot about whites tonight. Remember Gentiles, is, some of them are dark-skinned as well, but they're declaring who we are. The Bible cannot be understood until Israel, until Israel is understood, until people know who Israel is. It's just not going to make sense. So, folks, listen. This is important. This is a very important show. Very important show. Save it. Send it to your friends because we hit it a lot. I don't know if y'all understand the caliber of information that went forth. We made it say scripture and verse and all that. I understand what Brother LSU was saying, like a study. But overall view, general, kind of a general view of everything, I think we hit everything. We talked about separatism to death. We talked about the hatred of the white man. We talked about whether they could be saved. We talked about Esau. We talked about whites as devils. We talked about Pauline books. Uh, I mean, folks, please. It's, it's a lot of folks don't understand that about the Pauline epistles. So tonight, I thank you for making this show a success. I love every single one of y'all, as I say so often. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. 
Good night. God bless.